Yes, yes. Welcome to another edition of Conversations of the Heart. It is your boy T. Till. Got two amazing guests with me today. People that I can call my friends, my, my brothers. Definitely wanted to have this conversation today. Uh, we got my man Ronald Smith and already Williams. Man, two great actors, two great solid brothers. You know what I'm saying? So I'm gonna let y'all introduce yourselves and where that where everybody can find you, can find your work and what you got going on before we get into this hot topic about relationships and and all this good stuff that we about to get in. So Ron, you are first. Uh so the name is Ronald Smith the second. Find me on Facebook, Ronald E. Smith the second. Uh you can find me on Instagram, Twitter, TikTok as Y underscore R E S T S. Um at one point, I was a hip-hop artist. That was the name that my older brother gave me. But it's literally just my initials outside of the Y. R-E-S-T-S, Ronald Edward Smith II. So Y underscore R-E-S-T-S. You can find me on any other platform besides Facebook as that. Because my bishop follows me on Facebook. So my real name is there. Yes, sir. All right. Um, my name is Jamal Williams. Um from Richmond. Don't forget that. Um, I am an actor, a singer, a friend, a son, a brother, a cousin, a nephew, all of the above. Um, and you can find me on Instagram at underscore Jamal W. So that's J-A-M-A-A-L-W. And you can also find me on Facebook at Jamal Williams. That's J-A-M-A-A-L Williams. Um, yeah, and, I, and you can see everything I'm doing on there. Bad. Shit, his was better than mine, man. Start re-recording. <laughs> man i'm so happy to be on here with y'all man i love y'all brothers for real bro thanks yeah I, I was waiting on this one because i knew it was gonna be a good one appreciate one y'all taking the time out to come talk about this conversation and to be on the show again i had on, I, I, I had y'all on separately and then together we did one and glad that we wanted to go ahead and do this one again uh for this new season that we're in um, but man, relationships, man, this is a loaded one. Um, lots of hot topics, opinions about relationships. People are arguing all over social media about relationships, all types of stuff going on out here in these streets. Um, so I'll start here. Um, uh, when it comes to relationships, right, where do you think, um, and, and this is an honest question, where do you think men fall short in relationships? Um, I'm going to challenge you, actually. Uh, I don't feel like that's a fair question. Where do men fall short? Where do people fall short in relationships? Well, no, no, no. Because one, one, because we're men here. So okay. I'm going to ask you the opposite question about women in a second. Right. Um, okay. Okay. But, okay. But we got to get there. Right. So. And I'm and because it's an accountability piece too for us, right? Because there could be some young men, out, young men out here, um, in relationships, and and it's like you know not everybody does everything correctly, right? That's that's yeah. that's, that's not the reality, and all of us come with different experiences. I can tell you where I fall in short, and so just to hear what you think about men, you know, as far as just possibly, you know, where are the areas of opportunity for us? Because we know the list of the opportunities for the for the opposition. Yeah, of course we do. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And we go, we gonna get to that. But just Copy. you know, just off the top, just you know, where do you think um, there's room for improvement with us as men 
when it comes to relationships? Uh, ego and self-entitlement. Yes, I, w- mm. I was going to go there. Yeah, okay. as much as we try to, uh, oh, we want a woman that can cook and clean and this, that, and the third. A lot of us men live these lives where we expect these old school standards and don't live by old school rules. So it's like, all right, well, cool. I want the woman that'll cook and clean and take care of the house, my kids and everything like that. But yet I still want her to have a job and go 50-50 on the bills. Mm. And I'm not, me personally, yeah, no, uh, I want someone equally yoked. Don't Mm. bring your broke ass to the table. We both paying for everything. You know Mm. what I mean? But at the same time, it's, I can't expect my woman to sit here and do all of these things just because of, just off of the strength that I'm a man, you know what I mean? And honestly speaking, Uh I've watched this happen with uh, both my sets of parents. Uh, Both my mother and father are separated. They both have married uh, spouses, but between my actual father and my stepfather, I watched them have this extreme sense of self-entitlement and I've challenge both of them like i don't feel like you have the right hmm. if we're talking about like give me your definition of what it means to be a man number one is protection both of you guys are older neither one of you bear arms neither one of you can really hold your own in the street fight if it came to someone younger so how are you protecting the family number two oh i'm taking care of all the bills neither one of you are the breadwinners because let's keep it a buck for years, black women have been the highest earners of any race or gender. Neither one of y'all are sitting here as the breadwinners. I see both of y'all confused. I'll, I'll listen. I'll send y'all the stats. Send it to me. Well, yeah. I, well, I, well, I think you're it, right. No, no, I think you're right when it comes to the breadwinners within the last few years. But, yeah, histo- few but years. historically, no. I think yeah, black no, no. women so, are part so, so, of. That, 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 that's why I said the past few years i'm not oh, talking about historically. Okay, okay 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 yeah. yeah 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 i'm not talking about historically at all because if that's the case then we got to bring up white men and yeah. that's not what this is about no but <laughs> yeah it's like all right well you're also not the breadwinner so where does this sense of pride and self-entitlement come from it's mm. undeserved mm. you know and it's like literally i'm watching it with my own parents you mm. know what i mean yeah like single parent household my mom took care of me for X amount of years by herself. Now married and you have this sense of self-entitlement. You realize this woman is doing everything before you? You realize that she can do it right now without you. My actual father is like, all right, well, cool. You was missing for a bit. You're here now. I was away at college. I hit the stepmom up for rent money or like grocery money, whatever, because I was a struggling college student. Mm. You didn't have it. Mm. So where does the sense of self-entitlement come? So that was a long answer, but yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah no. Uh, self-entitlement, pride. So that's my answer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Self-entitlement, pride, ego. Yeah. That's my answer. I think when um, thinking about men in relationships, I think that you have to almost go back to the genesis of who we are, which are hunter-gatherers, right? And a lot of times men have this idea that number one, they always on the hunt. That's number one. Then number two, a lot of guys always think they can do better, like in the back of their mind. And so that almost makes them look at the woman that they're with 
with a level of disdain. And like, mm. yo, you got to prove yourself to me. Because yesterday when I was at Starbucks, <laughs> some girl that was bad and you was staring at me. And I feel like, you know, that could be my next move. So you better get your shit together. And a mm. lot of times men have this idea that they can do better all the time. And that's great when it comes to work, when it comes to achievement, when it comes to, uh, you know, whatever. But when it comes to your actual relationship and the person that you've committed and agreed to be in relationship with, you can't have the idea that this is just a pit stop for me and I can go on and do something better. So I think that's one of the the main things that I think affects men in relationships and specifically when it comes to cheating and things like that is that they always think they can do better. So a lot of times, yeah. a lot of things are, are the fallout of that, which is like what Ron said about his, you know, his stepdad or his step, his, his real dad. Um, you better pay my son's rent. You better do this because homegirl up the street would be happy to do it. And so a lot of times mm. that mentality just bleeds over into everything. So you have things like domestic disputes because of you have financial issues because of it. And so a lot of times we have, we as men really have to be realistic with ourselves and who we are in our life. And I love the fact that men will shoot a shot at a 10 that, you know, that don't have a job. They ain't got nowhere to live. He hurt in the face. You know what I'm saying? But he will shoot a shot. I appreciate that. But we have to be realistic with ourselves in our own lives and let that kind of bleed over into relationships. So I think that's the main thing, being delusional. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> that's the, uh, you, you both make some really good points, man. Um, and, I, and I've talked to quite a few women um, and asked them this same question. And those were on the, those were on the, um, the list too. And one of the things that they said was communication or, la- or lack thereof. Um, lack of communication and a lack of emotional intelligence too. Those were the other two things that they were saying um, that they really craved from their spouse. Because the flip side to what Ron says now, now take take a guy that actually has all of those things, right? Mm-hmm. They're, they're, now they're the breadwinners, right? A lot of women have problems with breadwinners too because they take what they have and they hold it over the woman's head and prisons like i i do this i do that what do you do right yeah um so again it's like it's the ego and the pride but flipped now whether you don't have money or whether you have money whether you're breadwinner or whether you're not the breadwinner it's like it's the same thing almost right and it's the entitlement right so it's just like so i'm going to use my money as a way of control as a form yeah. of, of control and for me to say that i'm better than you right yeah. um and then it's a contradiction too because it's like i want a woman you know stay home right raise my kids but then it's like you look down on her though because then you say but you don't do anything you don't bring money into this house you don't do this you don't do that but then it's like but i had a career but i stopped because you said you had everything and now you wanted me to raise kids now that i'm doing that still a problem and you look at me less than so um so it's it's so it it really is true about like the pride and the ego, um, and it's so crazy because no matter what your financial status is, it just seems like it's still one of the biggest problems um, is ego and also lack of maybe understanding that you have more to offer than just your money. Like that's the other thing. Like I have friends who make out of money, women 
they, they're making, like you said, they, they're bringing the bag. There's nothing that a guy can do for them, right? As far as financially, they are set, right? Yeah. And so the one thing that they always tell me is, Terrence, I just, it's not about the money. I just want to feel like I'm being taken care of emotionally. And if a guy doesn't feel like he's bringing stuff to the table financially, it's like he doesn't know how to operate, right? In a, in a, a different space either, right? <sighs> it's like we, we, we only have like a limited amount of tools in our tool belt. It's like weird, right? Um, but Jamal, you about to say something, guy? Yeah, um, because I know a lot of successful women, also, right? A lot yeah. of them that mm-hmm. does do well for themselves in terms of financially and career wise. Yeah, and they want to be in relationship with somebody, and they want somebody to care for. But the reality of the situation is this: for me, you have to be a certain type of person to be a go getter, right? And to get to that space that you are in a hundred thousand, the six figure club, the seven figure club and so on and so forth. So a lot of times that mentality can bleed over into the relationship. And that might be the, um, I guess, genesis of a reason why a lot of them can't connect with people because while, you know, they're well-meaning a hundred percent, of course, mm-hmm. but if I'm getting up every day and this is, you know, in her defense, if I'm getting up every day, I'm busting my ass. I'm going on line, making sure my, my stores are straight. Then I'm actually going to work mm. and I see you kicking it. I'm going to look at you a certain way because you don't have the same level of drive I do. And mm. a lot of times it's really difficult for those women to find men that are on that same level, that have that same drive because those men, a lot of times may like a woman that may be younger, maybe easier to manipulate, maybe mm. more submissive, more passive. And mm. so the men that they want aren't interested in them. So they're kind of left with guys that, you know, may have solid jobs at the post office, maybe a teller at the bank, but she's looking at him like, nigga, you a bum. And he, the whole time he's like, well, I go to work 40 hours a week, just like your ass do. <laughs> and so, you know, and, and that that's the disconnect right there. Mm. And so a lot of times they look at it like, I can't, you know, I can't find nobody, but it's like the people that you're looking for aren't necessarily looking for you. And Mm -hmm. so I think that's the disconnect there. And a lot of times, and specifically for men that I know that do well for themselves and financially well off, they aren't necessarily going after, you know, women that may be their age that have, you know, super accomplished and Mm. doing a lot of other stuff. They're going for, you know, a certain type of woman a lot. Mm. So that's the disconnect right there Mm. in my, in my humble opinion. Yeah, Yeah, no, I can see that. Yeah. Good, man. Yeah, no. Uh, with with with, with Jamal, with, like what you say and what you just said, it reminded me of an article that was put out a couple years ago where this woman uh, went online. She talked about how she wanted a millionaire, and like, you know, she listed all of her attributes, but they were all physical. And um, she was wondering why she can't, you know, get a millionaire guy, like someone who has that salary. Mm. One millionaire responded and he said, the reason why you can't is because anybody who's really about making money looks at you as a liability. (laughs) If all you have to offer is looks, those are going to fade away. Where does my investment go? There's There's no return on my investment if all I'm doing is investing in your physical, you know? And what brought that to mind, like, you know, everything Jamal was saying was like, yeah, like, man, like there, there are women out here doing so 
so well, like yeah. so much yeah. better than half of the like most of the dudes that I know. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like I can sit here and tell you, like some of my best friends, they, they, they women's their women are making more money than them. Mm-hmm. What do you do in order to sit here and make yourself more valuable as a man? Yes, like Terrence, you brought it up earlier. Like we're yeah, we we're hunters. That's what we're bred to be. You know what I mean? Like, if you think about it, like, hunters and protectors. My dad left when I was five. The last words he said to me is, make sure you look out for your mom. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. even at five years old, these mm-hmm. are the things where it's like, all right, well, hey, listen, this is what you, like, this is what it is. Mm-hmm. What happens when you find a woman or stumble across a woman that doesn't desire that or need it? You know what I mean? It's like, it's like, all right, well, what do you do now? You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like, how do you rediscover yourself as a man? How do you reshape yourself as a man? Right. And I think, because there's also been an article out, I think it's in Psychology Today or something, where it's, it's it said that more men, actually, since women have been raising their standards um, to provide more things than just money, men are getting are more lonely. Right? Yeah. Like, they're, they're you sent me the article. You yeah. sent me the article. Yeah. Um, and that men are having a hard time, you know, like being in relationships because women are requiring, all right, look, you can't just drop money on the table and just, and that's it. Like, I need emotional support. I need, I, I need yeah. to be covered in that way too. I might need spiritual, um, you know, covering and, and just things like that, that's going to require more from you emotionally. And sometimes for men that, for some men, that's not easy. The emotional yeah. part of it, the emotion, dealing with certain things, right? Um, requiring you that you have to communicate. That, you you can't shut down, right? And it's just, and some women are like, you know what? Look, I'm I'm already making the bag, so like I'm good. So like, if you can't cover me in more than one area, then I'm good. Yeah. And then it's like, wait, what? Right? So yeah. it's crazy. Are these conversations happening that way? Or are these conversations coming from a place of condescension? Mm-hmm. Because a lot of times people say, oh, I just want, you know, I just told him that he needed to just step his game up. And I just, you know, that's all. <laughs> and we know that conversation not happening like that. And the way he respond is off of instinct and it comes across he's emotionally unintelligent mm-hmm. where anybody that is being spoken down to about what they're not doing and what they're not contributing right. and how they're not anything mm-hmm. specifically when it comes to black men and how we're treated in the world in general and we mm-hmm. go home and get the same thing is everybody's going to respond in a way that specifically a person that is not um seasoned and really have done the work which right. a lot of people have not and, mm. you know the work is continuous so it's mm. not like people talk about doing the work like it's one thing like it's one board the work mm-hmm. is continuous till you die and mm-hmm. so yeah. a lot of times we have this this utopian idea of um, how a relationship should look and how a person should act within that relationship when we go through different iterations of our life. So mm-hmm. she may be the breadwinner now, but who knows if she's going to get injured in a year or two. And so I think a lot of times we have to really kind of reassess how we even present these conversations. Um, not true. saying us, but meaning it within yeah. those relationships about mm-hmm. who's not doing this and who is doing what because you hate to be the person that 
have talked down on your man for years and years, and then you're mm-hmm. in a situation whereby he has to take care of you. Mm-hmm. And and I'm and just to jump in really quickly and like specifically within the black community between the black man and the black woman. Mm-hmm. A lot of that happens a lot because I mean, given if you think about the oppressions amongst both, you know what I mean. Think about the oppression that has been put on black women. It's like, yeah, no, I'm not gonna allow you to put me down. I'll put you down before I allow you to put me down. Mm. Our black women are so much on the defense so many, so many times because of, yeah, because of the years of oppression that mm. not only the world has put on them, but us as black men have put on them. You know what I mean? And a given, we may not be the brothers that have done it. We go to by association, though. Absolutely. You know what I mean? And then, mm-hmm. and, and then the same thing when it comes to the black men, where it's like, I've watched my, I've watched these black women sit here and, you know, you'll scrutinize everything that I do. I don't live up to the standards of the white man. I don't have the advance that the white man has either. But I still get scrutinized on the same standard. And it's like, you know what? When I have it, fuck it. Can't nobody say nothing to me. And it's like, well, damn. Us as a people, us as black people, where do we find that medium? Where do we find that balance? Where do we find that love for each other to where we don't have to do that anymore? Mm. That's a good question. You know, um, I think you raise a very good point. You know, I think both sides have been torn down a lot um, by each other, you know, by society. Um and so there's a lot of anger there. And I, and I see it every day on social media. Like when I look at certain topics, especially when it comes to this topic, it's like we can get together for like social injustices, like, you know, all that, all that stuff. Like, oh, yeah. oh we, you know, and we, we, we support can, we small business together. Yeah, we can, we, we can support small businesses, support black business. Like we, we can get on that. But yo, when we get on this relationship stuff, yo, it's World War three, four, five, and six. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. With with the vitriol like that comes with it right and it's like wow like how far do we fall from grace because truth be told told, when i speak to men about relationships and women about relationships everybody wants the same thing and it may look different but everybody wants to be loved feel loved and have a successful relationship and it's like we talk to each other as if we don't need each other and it's crazy um like you know, like I, if you broke, just say that, right? Like you know, like dang, and, like, and, and, we, and I mean? we've definitely like, we've definitely all seen that video of the a uh, shook. I'm not paying for you and your 18 friends. If you broke, just say, just that. say that. I like, was like, what? Oh, I w- I, this this can't be New York because I wish you would have said something like that. No, nah, that's not that. Definitely probably was New York. But, no, but it definitely was really... New York that really drives the point about our relationships are now being dictated by social media as opposed to the two people that's within the relationship because mm-hmm. these rules about like, and, and to be honest with you, everybody knows me. I avoid relationship topics like the plague because I know where it's mm-hmm. going, yep. which is nowhere specifically mm-hmm. in our community. There's never going to be anybody that can see to this side, to that side, going to say this person's right. That person's right. And accountability on both sides is out the door. So mm-hmm. a lot of times, I think that, and even trying to rationalize our relationships with each other, it's difficult mm. because nobody's wrong. 
Mm-hmm. Everybody is, yeah. Everybody's the victim. Everybody's right. And so mm-hmm. it's like somebody has to say, okay, y'all got it or y'all got it. Right. And it's, that's not happening. And I think social media has played such a heavy part in that because now people, it introduces conversations to people's heads mm-hmm. where by years ago, before this happened, and you know, we're in that age that we remember before social media was what it was. You can take a girl out on a picnic. Mm-hmm. You can take her out on, you know, just wherever. Mm-hmm. Nowadays, everything has a cost attached to it. Right. Now, yeah. people might say that cost is my value, but I wouldn't put a dollar sign on myself either way. Right. And so I think social media has been the death of our relationships. And I think the, the further away that we allow social media to affect us, the better our relationships will be. Because you will ultimately understand that it's between two people. Right. Niggas been going yeah. 50-50 since the 50s. Shit been yeah. happening. You know what I'm saying? Like, this is nothing new. But social mm-hmm. media has exactly. made people feel bad for asking that girl for half rent money. Meanwhile, you live in New York City, the most expensive city in the world, and you're expected as a man to pay everything yourself because social media says so. No, that's not happening because my relationship is between me and my woman, not me, my woman, and social media. Mm. Yeah, yeah, that's a, that's a, that's a, that's a. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. Not yeah, let let the church say amen. God damn it. Like, that's Amen. real shit. Like, like, yeah, social media has ruined so much. Like, you have so many women out here, like you said, like, all right, well, no, the man's supposed to be paying for this, paying for that, this, that, and the third, X, Y, and Z. And it's like, like, there's this one clip, and I'm not a fan of this podcast, but there's this one clip where they're talking about traditional values or whatever, and the guy asked them about, like, cooking and cleaning, and the woman's, the, the, the women respond, Oh, well, you know, that's old school. It's like, no, hold on. You don't get to pick and choose what you want. It's like, what? Are, like, what's actually happening? What are we actually mm-hmm. doing? Are we going to live by these social media standards that are out right now? Are we going to live by the standards that we create amongst ourselves? Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, no one, like, given, we see it time and time again in posts on social media where it's like, oh, we weren't taught so financial literacy. We don't know financial. Yeah, we don't. We we weren't taught that. We also weren't taught how to manage relationships. We were, and when I say relationships, that goes across the board. We weren't taught how to manage relationships amongst boyfriends, girlfriends. We weren't taught how to manage relationships amongst friends, best friends. We weren't taught how to manage relationships amongst family members. And this is why so many of these motherfuckers are broken. One hundred percent. I think I'm just say this real quick. I mm-hmm. think. One of the major things and an and extension of living your relationship vicariously through social media is this idea that there are rules and there are things that you should do and this person should do and this person should not do. And if you're a man, you do this. And as a woman, you do this. I think specifically in this day and age with this, the, literally the world is under attack mm. and we're still trying to hold down certain rules from 1970s. Like at the end of the day, if you got to cook, you need to cook. If you need to clean, you need to clean. If something yeah. needs to get fixed, you know what I mean? Like it's, I think a lot of times people put themselves in gender roles and then get uh, disappointed that certain roles aren't be f- being fulfilled or certain um, duties aren't being fulfilled because they put yeah. in their mind, my woman is supposed to have a hot meal on the plate, on the stove when I get home. 
Meanwhile, you know, she worked more hours than you or, you know, and vice versa. Right. So I think rules have been rules, social media and just other people and mm -hmm. other people's opinion and other people's experiences. We've let that bleed over into our relationships and it's, it's not working. It's not working at yeah. all. You, you know, that is true. But also with that, I find mm -hmm. that the reason why we're arguing is because we're trying to convince the opposition or like that. So like if a girl, so we have a couple of things. So not everybody's the same. So you have, you might have one woman that says, I prefer 50, 50. That just might be her experience. Right. And that, and that's what she likes. And that's where she might feel the most fulfilled her. And that's her choice. And then you have the one that is more, Hey, I like things being taken care of the money. You know, I just want to be taken care of and watch the kids, whatever the case is. Right. That's more traditional. Right. But I find that now what you're seeing is the traditional person is now attacking the person who doesn't mind doing the 50 50 and is saying, well, you don't know your worth and you don't know this. And you letting men get away with this, 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 and this. And they're trying to now force, right. Their opinions and their beliefs on the opposition and that's and then it becomes this right where it's just we're just always now fighting about stuff that doesn't matter because truth be told if you're looking for more of a traditional man go get one if you're looking for a man yeah. that you know that that wants to go 50 50 go get that but what's happening like what jamal said is you got traditional women right that's now dating somebody that with a guy who says yo i prefer 50 50 so now you want this man to change right who what his beliefs are or how he lives his own life or whatever the case is and how he wants a relationship to go you want to make that man into a traditionalist and then when that doesn't happen he's broke all right it's like and we're mad right about things that it's just like if you really wanted this type of guy then you should have just went to go get that type of guy instead of trying to make this type of guy your type of guy. It's like, it's so simple that it's like almost kind of too simple, but it's like, if but, it's not broke, don't fix it. But let me ask you this. When we talk about types and we talk about um, models of people and this person is this type of person, are we even factoring the fact that we human beings, we out here living, baby, meaning mm -hmm. you you might feel this way at this point in your life. Mm -hmm. Two years from now, you have a completely different idea of how things should be ran. Maybe right. two years after that, you have another idea. Mm -hmm. And so a lot of times it's kind of like, okay, I'm getting with a traditional woman because she cooks and cleans every day. Mm -hmm. So we expect her to be like that for the next 50 years. And it's the mm -hmm. same, specifically if somebody you plan on marrying and it's just like with a, a man. Mm -hmm. You expect them to be the same way for the next 50 years or however long God allows you to be on earth. I think mm -hmm. we have to give ourselves room to be human, yeah. ourselves room to grow, and ourselves room to understand that life has so many different iterations mm -hmm. and variables, and it's going to go up, ebbs and flows. I might be up this year. Next year, I might be down. Yeah. Next year, I might be up again. You know, it's, you just don't know. And a lot of times... When you decide that this person is this way and you make you ascribe your personal values to this person, mm -hmm. you've now boxed this person in. So mm -hmm. this person feels like shit if they lose their damn job because mm -hmm. you made this person a breadwinner in your mind. So mm -hmm. nigga, why the lights ain't on? 
Bitch, you ain't seen me go to work in three weeks. What you mean why the lights ain't on? So it's it's like we have to have a realistic view of each other and of relationships and how that how these things can work. Because it's like at this point, we're like we're so ingrained in this social media and this computer world, we literally do this create a player when we find somebody. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, he, yeah. he likes to build, he does this. This man might want to be an artist three years from now. He might want to be a baker four years from now. You know what I'm saying? It's just like, we don't allow people growth and we get upset when they are outside of that box that we created for them. Mm. And that's that is, true. Yeah, that's a whole fact. That's very true because, you know, a lot of us change. You know, a lot of us go through many different changes. I'm not the same person I was when I was 20, 21, 25. I'm not the same person I was when I was when I hit 30. Right. So same person I was last year. A lot of us, a lot of change has happened, you know, over these last, especially these last couple of years, everything has changed. Hell yeah. Everything has gotten Hell yeah. upside down. Um, So we're all evolving in different ways and we're all healing in different ways too. I think that's the other thing is really kind of like, who are we after we heal? Right. Um, And healing is, is, is always going to be there, right. Healing it's like it's because we're always grieving something. We're always going through just different things in life. But, but when you really do the work on yourself, though, like to see how you come out of that, is is is, a, is the true blessing. And so it's just we're always going through just different things in life. So you're right, in in a sense where we have to give each other grace. We have to, um, because we're all going through a lot. You know what I'm saying? And still trying to be happy, right? And still trying to live life. Right. And then now when you bring somebody new into it, um, who's a partner who may not have grown up like you or who may not have seen the, the things that you've seen in life, their view of life could be totally different than yours. But a lot of times it that's that's scary, you know, for a lot of us, because it's just like, man, like, how, man, how they, don't, they don't see that. You know what I'm saying? But it's like a lot of it. we got to embrace those changes, too, because their perspective on life could bring us blessings. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? Like somebody, like you know, if somebody's if somebody's not good with money, and then you marry, and then you give with somebody who's great with open money, if you listen to it and heed certain advices and see how they're living or, or whatever the case is, that might can improve your life personally, right? Very true. <laughs> so, what would you like to see differently from women? And I'm gonna start with Jamal, um, because we got on the guys a little bit, just not got on the guys, but we just talked about where 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 we could be better um what would you like to see from women in terms of being better or more areas of of opportunity um so i love women i think women are goddesses i mm-hmm. think women are god's creation mm-hmm. that jamal listen, creation. listen jamal if you got somebody with you and you need to like like listen you could blink twice <laughs> no, she, she, no, but, she behind the camera, like right, right, right. No, she, yeah. she on her way up. She on her way up. But not. Um. But I just I I wanted to say that mm-hmm. I will say this. We as a collective, and being that you asked me about women, I'm gonna answer that yeah. question. But we have to be again. It's the same thing on both sides. We have mm-hmm. to be realistic and really manage our expectations and really get centered and centered in the sense of we, you understand that social media, what that really is. You understand what 
the internet and the computer and that world really is. Mm. And when you really understand that, you're able to look at somebody and understand them for who they are, your partner or a person you're meeting with or a person that you're potential partner or whatever. And I think a lot of times with social media, I think it affects men and women different ways. Um, I think on an emotional level, it affects, it affects women because you might see this woman uh, getting flown out to the Bahamas and you're like, uh, well, why my man ain't doing that? Now you uh, mad at him for no reason. You know what I mean? And it's like, we have to really manage our expectations and really understand what's reality and what's not. I think a lot of people are delusional. Mm. And that's really the bottom yep. line. People are delusional. And they really live in this abstract world that nobody else but them live in. Mm. And so they have these demands of other people. They have these demands of their partner, their family, their friends, how they should treat them. And I, and I, I get it. And I, I applaud people for, you know, feeling like you're the main character. But... Mm-hmm. Ultimately, you're not. You live in a world with millions of people. Uh And and when you're in a relationship, you're in a relationship with another person. Uh And so we really have to uh, just drop the delusions. Uh Because I think that's one of the main, that honestly, in my opinion, that's one of the main barriers in relationships between men and women, the delusions. Uh The delusions on women's side and the delusions on men's side. It's like, we really have to manage our expectations when dealing with other people. Because mm-hmm. it's, yeah, so I'm just stop there. I'm stop there. I'm going to let Ron do his thing. <laughs> All right, Ron. So what would you like to see from women? Where uh, What's some of the areas of opportunity that you think, from a man's perspective, um, of what you would like to see more of? I would like to see more grace. Um, and I say grace because, I mean, essentially – So just to piggyback off of a little bit of what Jamal was stating, like just in regard and like, all right, well, cool. What social media has done was what it's done to relationships. And I mean, given we're of a different generation, but this younger generation is have, has to be the absolute fucking worst. But more grace in the sense of like, hey, listen, if I work a nine to five job, I work 40 hours a week just the same way that you do. Just because you get a better paycheck doesn't mean that you're better than me. You know what I mean? Mm. Where it's like, I work the same amount of hours than you, this, that, and the third, and you got somebody who may work less hours than you, has more money, but treats you like shit. How about give me a shot? How about giving that life a shot of, hey, listen, I could pay the rent, but I need you to pay the utilities. You know what I mean? Like, how about giving those things a shot? And seeing where you land. Mm. You know what I mean? Like, grace in a sense of humility. You know, like, and essentially, this is everything that Jamal was just saying as well. Like, having a sense of humility to where it's like, oh, well, I make six. Like, I, I remember watching one uh, clip of a podcast. And this was someone who, who I was actually following on Instagram. Like, she you know, did her thing in the game and, like, you know, has, like, a chain of ice cream restaurants uh-huh. um, in Georgia. And she jumped on a podcast and she said, no, I can't date anybody who works a nine-to-five. I can't date anybody who works a nine-to-five because if I decide, hey, listen, let's go to France tomorrow, I don't have time for you to ask your boss. And oh, it was like, 
Yeah. Yeah, it was like, how dare you? Like, what well, the fuck? I, 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 no, 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 no. Hold on, hold on. I'm sorry. Before, yeah. like, I say the reason why I say those words, how dare you, is because if you have a man that is treating you right, loving you right, best foot forward, doing everything that you could possibly want, if the dollar amount is the deciding factor, I look forward to seeing you on one of these fucking love and hip hop shows. As one of these single ass women, bitter and fucking old, still sitting here looking for a check because you had a fucking ice cream franchise. Like, do you understand? Like, fucking what is it? Tia Maori and her husband, uh, Corey Hard Harding Hardwick. Bro, she's she was already making. You know what I'm saying? The, 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 the twins' money from the TV show. Saw him at the bus stop. Saw this struggling act at the bus stop. Said, like, nah, hold on, let me holler. And here we are all these years later, and they have one of the most successful relationships in Hollywood. You run a string of ice cream shops that you just got three, four years ago. And you mean to tell me that this man that makes an honest living isn't good enough because he has to put in a a request for time off? Mm. How dare you? How dare you? How dare you? Because if those tables were turned, you'd be looking for someone to take care of you. And this man isn't even saying, all right, well, take care of me. He's saying, all right, well, listen, I can't go July 1st, but, you know, July 30th, I could take the week off. How dare you sit here and shit on any man that works, makes an honest living and provides for a family? Like, how dare you? How dare you? So the answer to that question, humility. Putting that fucking pride aside putting the self-entitlement aside. You don't deserve shit just because you were born with a vagina the same way we don't deserve shit just because we were born with penises. I can't expect you to bend over or get on your knees in my every fucking beck and call. And you shouldn't expect me to sit here and do X, Y, and Z at your every beck and call. Fuck that. No. There needs to be the conversations of how do we do this as partners? There's a reason why the word says find someone who's equally yoked. Shorty it. If you need all this from me, we're not equally yoked, and I need to walk away. Now I got no problem walking away. All right. I, I think I'm gonna just say this real quick because I mean I agree a hundred percent with the sentiment, right? But you have to think about this. Black people, and specifically because we're black people. And so presumably that's what we're talking about, right? Think about how many generations removed we are from poverty, from slavery, right? And so a lot of times, Black people, the way they act a lot of times, specifically when it comes to like what the woman said about the nine to five thing, a lot of that is reflective of a, of a poverty mindset in the sense that she don't want to go back. Hmm. She doesn't want to potentially fall off. She doesn't want to be in a place that she's struggling again. And so a lot of times they look at these men that's working a nine to five. And she says, and they use this, this, this dumb example of if I want to go to France, whatever. I, I, I understand what she's trying to do, but she's not doing it. Right. It's, she's trying, essentially, she's not trying to uh, put nobody on her back. She needs somebody with their own. And anything, uh, 
the antithesis to that is a threat to her financial situation, which is a lot of black people's essentially like, you know, that's what we go through. And so yeah. a lot of times that is the, those ideas and that mindset is directly related to a poverty mindset, which is I don't want to be poor no more. So I can't have anything that threatens my finances and put me back in that place. Mm. And that's 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 absolutely fine. So if that is your mindset, continue to seek the men that you want. Continue to continue to seek these men that do have the highest salaries who do continue to seek them. Continue to get cheated on, continue to get cheated at treated as less than. Continue to sit here and integrate all your marriages because these white people I don't give a fuck how woke they are. They're never gonna look at you as equal as them. Continue to do it. Continue, please. But this honest, a New York City fucking sanitation worker that makes 80K a year? No, he don't need you to take care of him. He's just looking for someone who's equally yoked. If you're not willing to be equally yoked to someone, stay by your goddamn self. So I think, you know, and you both bring up some good points. And, but from the, so the interesting thing about this topic is this has this topic has been brought up a lot, and those type these type of conversations, right? And and women will say like, "Hey, well, why is it that black women, especially, can't like or can't have nice things? Like, why is this? Why is this topic only with black men, right, taking care of their women versus that's never a conversation for any other race but ours?" I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm not saying I agree with it. What I'm saying is this is the rebuttal yeah. a lot, right? This is the rebuttal. Um, and so, Jamal, I know you 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 want to say something that's so good. So so <laughs> <laughs> I was fuming just now, but no. The, the thing is, honestly, bro, as a person that grew up a- around both black people and white people. Mm-hmm. A lot of black people don't know how white people operate in real life. And so in their minds, they think white people are like literally have a white picket fence living in the suburbs and skipping down the street with that beautiful blonde haired children. <laughs> like yeah. literally. And so you hear these statements like, well, white people ain't got to do this. Well, white. And it's like, no, y'all don't know white people. White people struggling just like everybody else. You yeah. see the white people that you see on TV, but white people far and large are not like doing it like that. And it frustrates to me, it's my soul to hear black people constantly put white people as this beacon of hope and of achievement and prosperity and compare themselves to, again, delusions, what they've uh-huh. created about white people. It's sad. Yeah. And so, and a lot of the white people don't experience, oh God. White, you good, bro. You good. Keep going. Keep going. White, I'm going to just say this real quick, and I got to go make a three-second run. But mm-hmm. white people don't experience domestic violence. White people don't have – the men don't talk bad about white women. White men only say positive things about white women. Uh, all white white men are the breadwinners in a household. All white women are taken care of. And so when you make these statements, it really shows the lack of exposure to anybody outside the hood. And that's just mm-hmm. the bottom line. Y'all can go ahead. And so, yeah, yeah, go ahead, Ron. Go ahead. So, I definitely agree with that. We dive a little bit deeper. 
what is what, what are we ever exposed to? Like, so for instance, myself, I'm few and far between. You know what I mean? Like, where it's like, I'm from the hood. I'm from Harlem. You know what I mean? West Side. The first time I saw other black, other people that looked like me that came for money is when I went away to college at Hampton University. Before then, the only life that I saw that looked like that was white people from the shows that came on TV. To, it, mm-hmm. it all resembled that. So it's like, yeah, it's a lack of exposure, but where does the exposure come from? How do we start to expose them to more? You know what I mean? And at the same time, I could sit here and stand by that statement because the same way me as a little black boy is watching all this and downloading all this, so were the black women. And these black women had it in their minds. Let me marry a white man so that this way I can sit here and have X, Y, and Z. Because this is how they provide. This is the life that they live. I don't want the sanitation worker that's making 80K, even though I'm a fucking teacher that's making 50K. I want the white man that's sitting here because I because he's white, I automatically assume that he's making fucking two hundred k. You know, like it's not like it's not just like oh, you know, black people. No, this shit goes so much fucking deeper. But where does the where's the exposure going to come from? If I ask you what your favorite show is right now, man, it probably ain't about black people that come for money. It's probably not about black people that have money. You know what I mean? The, the, the shows that we get, we get power. Shit, we got to sell drugs to get the money. You know what I mean? We, we if, if I want to be the family man that James St. Patrick is, shit, I got to sling this rock. So it's like, it's so embedded. It's so embedded to where it's like, all right, well, the women that share the same complexion as me that look like me they don't value me at all i did what i was supposed to do shit i I, even for myself shit i'm the first man in my family to graduate from to graduate from high school Mm -hmm. the first person period to get a college degree and i have two of them now but damn i don't have a six-figure salary that makes me less than and the crazy thing about it to a good portion of black women, it does make me less than. Mm. And I'm only using myself as an example. Yeah, yeah, no, no, no. Um, but no, but I want I appreciate the transparency. So, and I think there's a fine line, right? I think between when women say, hey, you know, like, why can't we have luxuries too? Or why can't we, why, like, why do we have to always live a hard life? Like, why can we live a softer life, right? Um, and and, what, and I'm, right? I'm sorry. Just, I'm sorry. Just to jump in really quickly. That's that's enough. You're absolutely right. Why can't we have that? We can have that. Are you willing mm-hmm. to help me get it for us? Are you mm-hmm. willing to partner with me? Or do you want me to just do it all on my own so you can just sit back and enjoy the luxuries? We don't have the luxury of Oh yeah, I can just do it all by myself. Pull myself up by the bootstrap. No, mm-hmm. they didn't. They pulled. It, they pulled themselves up by our bootstraps. Mm. We can have that, but are you mm. willing to partner with me? Are you willing to be my partner? Are you willing to be equally yoked and let's build this thing together? Mm. Like I, 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 I read something uh, about last week. 
it was saying, man, if the average couple, if you can save, I think it was a hundred dollars a month for two years, each person save a hundred dollars a month for two years, each person, man and woman. And at the end of that two years, you have the down payment to buy a house worth over 300 grand. Mm. How many relationships can you go into and say, hey, listen, there's this plan that I have in mind. We can save $100 a month for two years, and at the end of this two years, we can buy ourselves a house. How many black couples do you feel would stumble stumble while trying to achieve this goal? Because something that came out, because, you know what I mean? It's like, yeah, the obstacles are going to be there. And yes, we deserve everything, everything that every other race has. These other races partner with each other. Jews, they don't even shop in other fucking supermarkets outside of their own. The Asians are sitting here fucking selling them as Chinese food that they don't eat themselves. (laughs) Are you willing to be my partner so that we can accomplish these goals? We can have the same things that they do. The only difference is we're not willing to partner with each other. Shit, growing up, there was only one couple that I knew, two couples that I knew that were actually that were actually husband and wife. That looked like me. So it's like, if we're not willing to sit here and partner, how the fuck can we ever accomplish any of these things? It wasn't designed for one person to do all the work and the other person reap the benefits. No. We're designed to be equally yoked. We're designed to partner with each other and make these things happen together. I don't need your pat on the back or your hug to say, oh, don't worry, baby, tomorrow's going to be better. No, what the fuck? No, I need more than that. Uh I don't need to know what you made for dinner. Shorty, I can make dinner. What else are you doing to make this partnership work? Do we even have a partnership? Are we together in this fucking debacle of a world called life or am I just doing all the fighting and you're waiting for me to finish you're waiting for me to come back to war like this is 300 no I I, I agree I agree I agree I I think I think the um and and to piggyback off what Ron I'm saying um I think that we as a community we don't trust each other we don't. We 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 want to be the top of the bottom, and that that therein is the problem, and that extends into our interpersonal relationships, our friendships, mm-hmm. our relationships with our siblings. You know, it's just in all our relationships, mm-hmm. and it's again, it's because we are so not that far removed from, you know, Jim Crow, from civil rights era, just all these major catastrophic situations that affected the way that we even function in the world, let alone with each other. And Mm -hmm. so I think those things are really the things that need to be explored. Why, why don't we, why don't we trust each other? Why don't we feel safe around other black people? Why Mm -hmm. do black people rather uh, keep the company of whites than black people? I hear so many times people say, I don't hang with niggas, right? But they had to mm. hang around with some white people. Mm. Now, why is that? Do you think these white people have 
this high level of loyalty, intelligence, and whatever else? Or is it just because you don't trust other Black people because you're insecure because that person looks just like you and you Uh know who you really are and you know what you're capable of? So you saying, if I can do this and I'm thinking these thoughts, I know he is. And so I think that therein is the, the main issue is that we don't trust each other. So that bleeds into our relationship. And then it makes us have standards for each other that we don't have for anybody else. Mm. We will go somewhere, specifically with Black people, we will go somewhere and judge the shit out of each other and let a white person come in there with Birkenstocks and a, and a burlap sack on, and it's cool. Mm. They ain't even got to wash. It's cool. But let but let one piece of weave be out of place on a girl's head. Let mm. this dude have on, you know what I'm saying? Like whatever he had on, mm-hmm. it's on. We letting this person have it. And I think it's because again, black people we fighting to be the top of the bottom. And that's and we don't trust each other. And again, Ooh. that leads into our relationships. Wow. Asia. Black people fight to be the top of the bottom. That 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 is a quotable right there. Um when you put it like that, it makes a lot of sense, to be honest with you. Um, and that's a shame. You know it's a shame, Jamal? Yes, sir. Ronald's lighting. It's despicable, but it's fine. <laughs> it's, 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 it looks like the Blair Witch Project. He looking like he in one of them neighborhoods that like ain't from from get out or something. I don't know. He looking like he in one of them neighborhoods, man. That... <laughs> I'm, 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 actually, I'm I'm actually in Amityville, and y'all know y'all already know the story of the Amity, Amityville. Uh, Amityville, Harvard. absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. I, I'm walking to a different spot now, though. <laughs> um, yeah, because like you're very passionate right right now. You know what I'm saying? So people got to see your face. You know what I'm saying? They need to see that passion. Cause you was in rare form just now. I ain't even gonna lie to you. There it is. You know what I mean? Um, okay, we good. We good. We good. We see you. <laughs> yeah. So, man. So when it comes to now, we talked about you know what the areas of opportunity. So, what do you love about like a black woman? I guess I guess we'll be more specific. Like you know what I'm saying because like like what do you like about black women or or minorities like like what do you love like what you know what i'll put it to you like this what do you like um that women bring to the table ron you'll you'll speak ron yeah can you hear me now oh yeah Yeah. there you go all right right, cool i would say what i love about black women overall is the connection at the end of the day there's no one that's going to look out for the black man like the black woman we understand each other's struggle. We understand each other's, you know, you know, uh, pitfalls and you know, mountaintops. We we understand mm-hmm. each other. When it comes to like, man, even down to a spiritual standpoint, you know, like for instance, yes, I'm a Christian. Mm-hmm. New day and age, you know. Oh well, you know, Jesus's name wasn't you know, wasn't pronounced like this. He didn't exist, this, that, and the third, or whatever. It's like, shorty, how how many different languages can you pronounce the word bread in? Mm-hmm. Yet it all still means bread, right? A black woman won't even question that. A black woman to sit here like, hey, 
I'm with you. Praise, praise the Lord. Won't he do it? Yes, he will. <laughs> hit, hit the feet like this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he will. Yeah, he will. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. When it comes to black women, man, it's about understanding the culture. And for me, specifically, like, I mean, given I'm an actor. I daydream about the days where I'm getting like big paychecks from acting. And I always imagine myself never marrying someone who I meet during that rise, but someone who I've met here Mm. at this level. Mm -hmm. Because not only do you understand the culture, but you also understand struggle. You know what it's like to sit here and like, all right, well, we got a cup of noodles for the week. Rent in New York City too high. You know what I mean? Like, this is real shit. You know what I mean? Like, both of y'all know the truth. I've been couch hopping for like three months now. I need someone who understands what that is, but not look down on me, not think less of me. Understanding like, hey, listen, I understand that you're here, but this is the preparation for where you're about to be. Mm. A Mm. black woman knows that. Because unfortunately, if we take it back to our our ancestors, we were all living in those small ass shacks together. Those breeding farms that they had for us as slaves. We were in there together too. We understand each other. They can try to divide us, but when we when you find that black woman that you that actually understands you and that you can understand as well, mm-hmm. there's no breaking that, man. Why do you think Denzel still married to Pauletta? Took out on the first date and she had to pay for the cab ride home. He said, no, nah, I need someone who's equally yoked. And here they are. Mm. That's true. I like that. Man. I think, um. so I'm, I'm going to answer that question, but I'm going to say this before I answer the question. Something that Terrence said a little bit earlier before Ron started speaking was about a soft life, right? And how a lot of women, that's what they aspire to, specifically Black women, because mm-hmm. they feel like struggle has been their lot in life for so mm-hmm. long. Mm-hmm. And so one thing I don't want to do is praise, not necessarily praise, but celebrate or even connect them to a struggle mm-hmm. in any kind of way. Because I respect that. Black women deserve to live in luxury. Black women deserve... Hell, we all deserve to live in damn luxury. But uh-huh. we talking about black women right now, but black yeah. women deserve to live in luxury and have a life free of struggle. Now, with that being said, one thing I do love, there's so many things I love about black women. Mm. I, I, you know, I was raised by a beautiful black woman. Okay. Um, but the main thing is the spirit. And the spirit is this. A lot of times when some shit is happening and you can look at another black person, specifically a black woman, and you can give her a communication with your eyes, like, yo. And mm-hmm. it's a language that we have amongst ourselves that we don't mm-hmm. even have to speak, that mm-hmm. it's it's invaluable because you in, you can date people of different cultures and you see it's not there. The seasoning mm-hmm. not there, you know what I'm saying? And the seasoning is the spirit, it's the mm-hmm. soul that's in that woman. The fact that we can, it's, it's just, I don't know where to begin. It's, it's the, the, the tenacity. The, the beauty, the strength, the, the ability to be soft too. 
mm-hmm. you know, the ability yeah. to be taken care of and just to be multifaceted the way a lot of black women are. Um, mm, they are. I think my biggest thing I love about black women, again, is spirit. It's what I connect to when I meet a black woman, even as a friend. Um, and a how we have that level of synergy. Now, a lot of times, going back to what I was saying about a lot of times being in competition with each other, we break that synergy because we're like, I don't know this nigga. Who is this? Man. But yeah. if we kind of release that right there and really let that synergy flow, it's so it's, it's beautiful. It's a beautiful thing. I've met so many women just on the street on a friendship level that we just have a conversation about whatever. Uh-huh. And it's like, this is my sister right here. You know, so that's one thing I like about Black women. Black women are family to me. Black women are, you know, that's that's my sister. You know what I'm saying? And it's the soul. I, I, I love everything about Black women. Mm. And that's and that's so true, man. Because like nobody's gonna know you like a black woman. Like it's it's just different, right? It just feels different. It feels different when they compliment you. Like it feels different when they say certain things to you and how they say it to you. It makes you feel like like damn, man. Like I'm seen. Like I'm really seen, right? Like like you feel like that. And, and versus other people, they might compliment you, but it's it doesn't hit the same. Right. And when you're going through something, I'll be honest, when you're going through something, there's nobody to me that's going to hold you down like a black woman. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's just different. It, it's just a so, different feeling. If I could just jump in and play devil's advocate. <laughs> On who, me or Jamal? No, 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 not, not the one of y'all. Oh. So, I, I mean, given, I agree with everything that both of you said. I mean, I, I feel like I said a lot of the same. Mm-hmm. At the same time, there's nobody that has broken my heart more than the black woman. And I'm not talking about That's true too. being in a relationship with someone like, oh, boyfriend, girlfriend. Mm. But no, I'm talking about even friends. Mm-hmm. No one has broken my heart like the black woman. And at the same time, no one understands that pain like the black woman. So, yes, absolutely. We all deserve to live in glory, but how many of us are actually doing it? Unfortunately, and I'll I'll speak for myself the biggest connection I have with black women is pain. Mm. 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 I want to hear more about that. So majority of the relationships I've been in have been with black women. They've been some fucked up situations. I want to say the one that hurt the most is one of my best friends. We've been best friends since we were teenagers. And a couple years ago, just an extreme backstab. Like it was extremely selfish, came out of nowhere. And it was one of those situations of like, damn. And despite the backstab, bro, I still pray for her. And not on some like, oh, I pray for my enemies. No, I, I pray for her out of love. Uh-huh. And it's one of those things of like the black woman understands my pain. What was done was probably done out of desperation, whatever. You, like, 
the way you did it, done out of desperation. I understand it mm. as a black man. I've been desperate before. Do I agree with it? No, because I didn't. I, I don't operate like that. But at the same time, even when it comes to the glory, who do I want to share that glory with? Because at the at the at the same time, all skin folk ain't kin folk. I don't give a fuck if you look like me. That's a fact. That don't mean I want to share the glory with you. Mm-hmm. I want to share that glory with someone who can connect with me at the bottom as well as the top. Can, can I can I ask a question? Absolutely. Do you think that you meeting somebody at the top invalidates any part of your connection? Ah, uh, yeah, I do actually. Um, and I mean, given this, if this person is genuine, this 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 may definitely be like just the me thing. Like this may be something that Ronald needs to challenge himself on working on. I mean, and. Yeah, I'm saying like, I mean, given we haven't even tapped into the relationship between the three of us, but I, both of y'all are like, you know, both of y'all are big bros to me. You know what I mean? At the end of the day, I'm a grown ass man. I don't call niggas big bro. Don't be telling my age. Well, no, when I say big bro, I ain't even talking about age. You could. Okay. You okay. Could be, I'm 34. You could be 24. Okay. You know what I'm saying? But you the big bro. But at the same time, it could be something where it's just a matter of something I need to work on to where it's like, maybe 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 I'm not seeing my full potential or my full worth. Because at the end of the day, for me, what I feel in my heart of hearts, I know I come from the gutter. If you don't understand the gutter, then you won't understand me. You won't understand my movements. You 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 won't understand why when... I drove my mom to the supermarket earlier. As soon as I get out the car, I say, lock the doors until I come back. You don't understand that. You don't understand why I can literally send both of y'all videos of me teaching my 70-year-old brother how to box. And it's not because he's going to be a boxer. No. It's because if anybody messes with him, I'm not reading about my brother on the news. You gonna, nah, you're going to hold it down. I'd rather sit here and show up to your court date than your funeral. Mm-hmm. There's only a certain demographic of people that understand this. And I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't, me meeting her at the top, unless she comes from the bottom, we won't connect. You won't understand the way I move. You won't understand the way I talk. You won't understand the, 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 the code switcher. The way I can sit here and talk like Ronald Edward Smith II, but at the same time, to sit here and hit you with wild rest and like, what up, B? What up? I'm ready for whatever. Hands and feet. Anybody. So it's like that glory can be there, but it's a matter of who I share that glory with as well. And for me, who I desire to share that glory with is someone who understands that gutter as well. And you may not have come from the gutter necessarily at least if you have an association don't hit me with the oh well you know my friend grew up broke nah fuck that (laughs) 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 don't hit me with one of those (laughs) have you ever have you ever had to have you ever had to help your mom pay a a bill before well yeah you know bet we good you understand something you you understand Mm -hmm. yeah I get that 
I, yeah, I mean, I think, but also, I, I think, you know, a lot of people, you know, she wasn't shooting, at, you know, what, what did Jake say? Oh, she wasn't with me shooting in the gym, right? Right? I think a lot of people, you know what I mean? That's where that comes from, too, right? It's just like, you wasn't with me when I was struggling. You wasn't with me when I was at my worst. You only see, like, the healed version, the prosperous version. Yeah. Like, you don't know what it took, like, for me to get to this place. Now and now, yeah. and, some, and sometimes that can make it hard for people to trust too. Also, mm-hmm. um, because it's like motives, right? Like, it, and that's not, of course, the end all, be all. Of course, there's always people that you that you can meet and connect with, and you might that might be your wife for sure. But I, I know a lot of people do feel like that, where it's like, yo, like, even if I'm not at my worst, you gotta at least at least be like on this with me as as I'm going yeah. up coming up right but not like when i reach up here because then it's like i don't know where you're coming from and exactly you know what i'm exactly. saying and yeah so i get I, it. I have i was i have a slightly opposing view um go so, ahead this is why we're here on the t you know, you know let's do it <laughs> but 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 here's the thing about that so i look at myself as a person that's like i'm in this stage of my life right now yeah i'm in a certain trajectory right but even when I get to wherever I think that is, there's other things I need to work on. I want to be on a certain spiritual level. And so I can get to this place and I can meet a woman that's way ahead of me spiritually. And that's the person I need to connect with to take me to that level. So I think a lot of times when I think about meeting somebody at the, at the top or meeting somebody when I've uh, uh, gained a certain amount of financial wealth or, you know, notoriety, whatever it is, I think, it's, it's about value. What type of value they add to your life? Is this person um, is this person spiritual? What do I need right now? And so a lot of times now you might need somebody, you might need money. When you get money, you might need security. When you get security, yeah. you might need, you know, spirituality. Mm-hmm. Spirituality, you might want kids. So I think it's really about the value the person adds to your life. And of course, nobody's not going to become a billionaire and then, you know, dating somebody from the pink houses, but you know, it's, it's <laughs> polo grounds, but no, um, no, I, I think you really have to think about what value does this person add to your life? What can this person contribute to your growth and where you're mm-hmm. trying to go ultimately? I always talk to my little yeah. brother and, you know, people in general about um, having a plan and working backwards. Like I want to be that person that is 60 years old, still running track, still, you know, doing yoga, eating green juices or whatever, right? That's me at 60. Now, me at 40 have a different plan. But if I meet a person at 40 and, you know, I'm, I'm out the game. I got my lady now. But theoretically, if I meet, I'm meet a person. Man, you better put, say that shit. Put that disclaimer out about there. That. I got my lady. Like, shots out to her. Jessica, I see you. But, uh, but, <laughs> but, but theoretically, I mean, so, man, I love it. Yeah, that, that's how we giving it up. That's how we giving it up. But <laughs> I to theoretically, Jessica. I meet somebody Shout at forty. She's a she's a yogi. She's on the green juice vibe. She's living a vegan lifestyle. That's mm-hmm. what I need to take me to that next level. So it's really about the value that you need in your life in this moment and what you're valuing, and that they're bringing equity yeah. and they're not just taking away. So, of course, mm-hmm. you don't want nobody taken away once you get to that level. But, again, we are human beings constantly evolving. 
who you are today and your needs right now is going to change. And I think you have to, again, allow yourself to say, okay, I'm, I want this right now, but in 20 years, I might not be interested in this. In 15 years, I might not be interested in this. Shit, the world is on fire right now. I need somebody to fight. So, you know what I mean? Like, it's like, can this person shoot a gun? It's about what you need in your life at that time and not necessarily, sorry, and not necessarily, um, you know, some level of this is the pinnacle and nobody can't get here unless, you know, we was beating niggas up together. Like, no, it's, yeah. it's your life is going <laughs> to occur in phases and stages. Yeah, no, and, and, and you're absolutely right. Like, I mean, given people talk, talk about celebrity couples all the time, the one that I actually, like, admire that no one talks about enough is LeBron and Savannah James. Perfect example. Savannah, Savannah James. Yeah. I'm talking about broke kid, not even living with his mom at the time, staying with his homeboy. You know what I'm saying? High school star, whatever, X, Y, and Z, but Savannah James is there to this day. And for me, I'm always thinking about, I need my Savannah James. Like, yeah, no, absolutely. If you don't add anything to my life, then I don't, I don't want you. I mean, shit, just because you understand the struggle don't make you valuable. Right. But if you understand the struggle and you have that same mentality of, nah, it's about elevation now. Nah, I need someone who understands. Like I right. said, and, that, and that's why I said earlier, like, I mean, given, if I meet somebody along the way, like, for instance, watching P-Valley earlier, I love Mercedes. I don't know already told my mother, listen, don't be surprised. They film in Georgia. Don't be surprised if I pull up holding hands. Mama, this is Brandy Evans. Brandy Evans, this is Mama. You know what I mean? You want the Mercedes experience. She scowled and yelled at her daughter. Nah, nah, put it back. I can't hear you. Hold on one second. But let's say I were to get her, right? No, that's – if I can get her and she understands what it's like to be at the bottom, then, yeah, I need that. I want that. I can meet her at the top, but as long as you have that understanding, bro, 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 I can't hear you. You better put that earpiece back in. <laughs> You hear me now? Yes. Yeah. But let's say I meet Brandy Evans, and it's like, all right, well, cool. I'm in Georgia. We meet. Come back holding hands. If she at least has an understanding of that bottom, man, I'd love to get to the top with her. Because you understand it. Mm-hmm. I can't I can't meet Kim Kardashian at the top, and you don't understand what it's like being in the projects in Harlem. You don't know what the piss in the hallways smell like. You know what I'm saying? Remember the movie ATL? Like you, you got a Picasso. <laughs> got a Picasso <laughs> in your house. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like if the Picasso is all you know, we'll never be equally yoked. Because as much as my future is a part of me, so is my past. So is my history. Mm-hmm. So is all of that. It shaped me. It's it it, it makes me. The, it's gonna make me the husband I'm 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 meant to be, the protector I'm meant to be. Hmm. Yeah, no, my wife isn't pumping her own gas. I'm stepping out of the car. If anybody run up, you got me to deal with. 
yeah, no, I'm moving to a state where, yeah, no, the gun laws are a lot looser. Because if you run up in this house and think you're about to do something, you got me to deal with. My wife and kids are good. Mm-hmm. Not to mention, my wife and my kids, not... My wife, my wife gonna learn how to work that pole. We ain't talking about the stripper. You feel me? <laughs> so it's like, I need you to understand where I come from. I need you to understand where I come from. And at the same time, I may not have all the time in the world to teach you. Mm. But let me, let me ask you this. Um, how connected is your future and what you want to be ultimately to that? Because a lot of times people are placing your life to bring you to another level. Mm. Man, you know, again, we out here living, bro. We all had noodles. You know what I'm saying? We all had situations that it was a struggle. But a lot of times we can kind of make that our identity so much that we don't allow ourselves to grow out of that space and just use that as a foundation of, okay, I know how to function if shit goes left. But this ain't who I am. And I think, again, as humans, allow ourselves to be human, allow ourselves to grow and don't feel bad about mm-hmm. not going back to the Bronx. Shouts mm-hmm. out to the Bronx. I live that man long. But don't feel bad about not going back. You know what I'm saying? It's kind of like Black people, we pigeonhole ourselves because of labels, because of what we might think other people might think. Um, and again, because of a safety thing. Uh, this is this is what I know. This is safe. Um, I think that I understand 100% what you're saying about, you know, identifying with the struggle. But Again, elevation and trying to get to that place you want to go. Sometimes the Lord might send you an alley oop. Somebody, a Kim Kardashian, might come into your life to take you to the next level, so you can have the money to help bail niggas out of jail and and revitalize your your neighborhood. But if you're too busy trying to keep it real, messing with holes from starlets because they know what time it is, starlets. Both of y'all gonna be in the Bronx together in a one bedroom, and so. I think we have to have a long-term view of our lives and not just, you know, this is who I am, this is where I come from. Because, I mean, you know, again, we living, baby. We all been, you know what I'm saying, in some shit. You know what I mean? It, but it's it, the, the difference is, do we take ownership of that and make that our entire experience and say, okay, this is who I am, and I'm walking in the room. I'm from Richmond. I ain't No. That was me then. I know how to get it, you know what I'm saying, mix it up if I have to, but this is me now. I'm a professional. This is what I do. But if needed, those skills are there. But I think a lot of times people tether their entire life to their past and not just living in the hood, but whether it's something traumatic happened there or whatever. And it's like we have to allow ourselves to grow and know that it's okay to let that go. And rent. I like that. I mean, I mean that was a retort to you, Ron. Do you yeah. have anything on that? It wasn't necessarily a retort to Ronald. It was just in, in general. <laughs> I, I think he's freezing up, though. Me? No. Oh, okay. there he is. No, yeah, Ronald. You back? Yeah, but hold on, hold on one second. Me... Yeah, that, that 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 sound got that Teddy Riley sound. Right. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. Yo, that was hilarious. All right, hold on. Can y'all hear me right now? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. All right, cool. So, yeah, Noah. So, I completely understand and agree with that. There are a lot of people that are tethered to the past. I don't necessarily view all tethers to your past as a negative. Like I said, my future is very bright. I I, I have all the, the faith in the world that my future is bright. Mm-hmm. But my past also made the man that I am today. And I need someone who can understand that. So like, for instance, I have a brother who's serving 32 years in jail. Right? He actually just did some other dumb shit. Pending, he may get more time at it. I may never see my brother again. Can I talk to my partner about this? Can they understand this? If I meet you at the top, cool, I meet you at the top. But if I talk to you about my brother who's literally at the bottom of the bottom, like literally like Mm -hmm. the minute he checked in, they asked, all right, where do you want your ashes sent? Can I have this conversation with you? Do you understand Mm -hmm. what it's like? You know what I mean? Like, Like, for instance, like we both used to bang. Well, I used to bang. He still he still bang. Can I talk to you about my transition from being a blood to now being covered in the blood of Christ? Can I talk to you about, hey, listen, my brother is still involved in it only because he needs to survive on the inside. Can I have these conversations with you? Yes. Cool. If I can meet you at, like I said, if I can get the Mercedes experience and this is all a part of it, I'm straight. I'm good. But if I meet autumn autumn night and we can't have this conversation, then what are we doing? Mm. You know what I mean? What are we doing? There's, Relatability. There's no point. There's exactly. There's no point in this happening. Mm-hmm. There's no point in this happening because yeah. Past life, but past life doesn't always escape you. Past life doesn't always disappear. Mm-hmm. And there's certain life that you you don't run away from. Mm-hmm. My brother is serving 32 years. God forbid. He's up for parole next year, but God forbid if he does have to do 32 years. My wife and I, we're going to go through expenses together. I'm putting money on his books. We have to discuss this. Mm-hmm. Do you understand Do you understand where this 200 a month is going? Can you accept it? Because if you can't, then yeah, we have to have a different level of conversation. But Aren't these character-based things, which is empathy, understanding, being able to empathize with your situation because I love yeah. who you love? So, yeah, they are character-based. They are character-based. It is about empathy. It is about those things. Do I believe that if I'm at the top, I'm going to find someone who actually has the empathy to understand that? I don't know. I don't believe so. I think you're a ju- good judge of character. I think that you can you can meet somebody and understand where they're coming from. Because here's mm-hmm. the thing, and this is just why because be you're the top, I mean, they're not, not the top too. This is this is why I'm gonna be a starless and not Hollywood drive. People are starless understand. I'm a party with Drake, not Tom Brady. Hey, but but what what I'm just saying real quick is. 
because you're at the top doesn't necessarily mean they aren't at the top either and at the top of whatever it is that they do. I think, again, it's about you're a good judge of character and you have to really use your discernment, whether you're Christian or whatever, understand what this person is on. You don't Uh latch on to the first person to show you some attention, but you say, okay, this is a good person. This person's empathetic. They have these emotional values that I subscribe to and that that I would hope that the person I'm partnering with would subscribe to also. And so I think that's the only disconnect for me is that we're not allowing ourselves growth. And even when you talk about your brother, right, you don't necessarily have to have a brother that is doing that amount of time in jail too, because I, you know, thank God I don't, I'm not in that situation, but I 1000% empathize with you in that situation. I 1000% understand how traumatic that can be because I've had a cousin that spent 25 years in jail that I'm very close to. And so, but beyond that, even if I did it, that character trait of empathy allows me to connect and say, hey, Ronald is sad about something or Ronald is going through something right now because, and, and you have to just be there. Doesn't mm-hmm. necessarily mean we both have to have brothers that's locked up. It's about being understanding to a person that you're partnered with. And I think, so, go ahead. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I, so we're definitely seeing the exact same thing mm-hmm. in what I believe is different languages. Because okay. like I said, if you can understand that, like I said, if I meet you at the top and you can understand where this $200 of our money per month is going, if you can understand that and empathize with it, we're good. But if it's a matter of, well, why, you know, he's not your responsibility. All right, well, then we don't have anything else to talk about because my brother will not go without while he's in there. You understand what I'm saying? So it's like, uh-huh. when I say like someone who understands the, the bottom if I meet you at the top and you understand that bottom, I'm good. But at Uh the same time, I don't have the faith enough to believe that if I find someone at the top, they will understand the bottom. Mm -hmm. I I definitely get it. Um, But you might, because I think... I'm sitting here pulling on my chin here like I got the Jamal beard. (laughs) (laughs) Let me me stop embarrassing myself. This is recording. (laughs) You stupid. Um, <laughs> Little whiskers. <laughs> that's all I got. Shit, I ain't even got to go out them sideways. Damn it. I don't know. I, I, I think that you would find it, though. I, I think that because of who you are, how connected you are to God, and, you know, I think, you know, uh, God does see the desires of your heart. So I think even if you found somebody at the top, I, I think that they would be the right person for you because you would un- because you would vet the person number one, and you'd figure it out. And I I, I think that it it is possible, but I get why why you say the things that you say, um, you know. But it's not impossible to find at the top either, though. I think both I think both of you are right, and pretty much in in what you're saying. Um, so Jamal, so since you brought this up. Mm-hmm. Since you brought this up, what did I bring up? So, talk to us about Jessica. Like, like I mean, not, not, not don't have to be personal, but I just mean okay, like, okay. In, in in a sense of what? Because you seem very. As soon as you said like your whole face it lit up, right? And so that's your person, and you ride for your person, of course. But like, what makes her feel? What makes, I guess you right feel so special about her? Like, how does she make you feel so special? Right? Like, why her? 
So we're not gonna get too sentimental on nah, here. Nah, nah, but, I'm not gonna be sentimental. I, but but, I but no, but I'm but I'm I'm, I'm gonna answer your question. <laughs> so I I will say this: there was a as, as a lot of you guys know, I went through a very drastic life change over the past two years. Mm-hmm. Um, and people that don't know, I lost my dad, mm-hmm. and so that was like a very catastrophic event in my life, right? And so at that point. After that happened, I felt like, you know, uh, a fraction of a person with just pieces, if that makes mm-hmm. any sense. Mm-hmm. And just functioning on, with those pieces and trying to just pull it together and keep it moving. And mm-hmm. so for me, when her and I met, initially, and, and I'm going to tell this story on another platform, but when her and I met, it was not the uh, initial, like, in the first few minutes. Now, yeah. after the first few minutes, it was, you know, it's next level. But the first few minutes, it was not that level of, like, spark immediately, right? Because mm-hmm. I thought she was kind of mean. And so, <laughs> you know, <laughs> and so, but once I really got to her, like, start talking to her a little bit more, yeah. I saw her. And I felt like she saw me, too. And I felt like, man... I haven't felt this comfortable with a person in a very long time because mm-hmm. I felt like I was still in pieces, you know, mm-hmm. and as, and, and being with a woman like her and being with a woman that makes you really uh, step up and step into your manhood and step up and be a man and want to provide and want to protect mm-hmm. and all those other things. It honestly helped heal me mm-hmm. um, from everything that happened um, mm-hmm. because now you are now responsible almost for not another person's happiness necessarily, but you're responsible for another person, just like she's responsible for me. Mm-hmm. And I feel like, again, it that's the short end of it, but I feel like she yeah. healed me from, you know, everything I have been through. And it's been, uh, you know, and as you know, Terrence is, is going through something traumatic like that. You feel like mm-hmm. you're a new person after that whole thing happened. Yeah. And, you know, after that situation happened it was like all right what i'm gonna do like what's going on what is this world what is happening and it's like okay god is sending me things i've destroyed everything but i'm gonna start rebuilding everything mm-hmm. and so he sent me a beautiful woman my career is god bless it um i'm in the best shape of my life you mm-hmm. know what i'm saying my beard is flourishing let's talk about that <laughs> so you know what i mean like like it's you know <laughs> but 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 you know on a serious note there are things that have been sent to mm-hmm. rebuild what have been destroyed and flattened in my life mm-hmm. and so she is one of those major components of something i know god sent for me and and i can say that you know with confidence um, from heaven yeah, yeah. And that's dope um, to see the the impact of what a good woman can be to you um, and for you in your life. You know what I'm saying? I mean, I think that's beautiful because losing a parent is is tragic. Um, Absolutely. It, it sends you in a lot of different places. Um, sometimes you even know where you are. Like, it's it's, it's very different. Um, it's an undescribable feeling, I, and I don't wish that on, on anyone. Um, not even my worst enemy. Not even my worst enemy. Um it's 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 hard to say the least and that the fact that you found that healing space within her what is amazing 
because some people don't understand it. Not even friends. Like, and that's the one thing I had to really understand about death and like, especially death of a parent. Sometimes your friends don't even really understand it. And it's like, you want them to so bad, yeah. but nobody really understands it. They don't right? get it, get it. Yeah. yeah, like Father's Day come around, it's like, Everybody like, taking pictures with their daddies on Instagram. It up and you just sitting here like, damn, like, all right. Right. I mean, just stay <laughs> off this whole thing, right? Like, you know what I mean? So let me just leave Instagram for the day. <laughs> yeah, no, nah, it's, and you want people to even sometimes re- remember certain dates and like, you know, like they don't remember, like this is Father's Day and like you, you go through a lot of that stuff. Um, But the fact that you were able to find that peace too. And yes, you your career is, is skyrocketing. I see you on all the sets. I see you out there on all these streets, the sets and all that stuff, man. So congratulations to you with that, man, because it's well-deserved, man. You put in a lot of work, you know what I'm saying? So Appreciate congratulations, you, bro. bro. Um, but um, yeah, you know what I mean? So, so Ron, so um, I know you're, 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 you're uh, single, um, but you're, you're kind of dating, right? So um yeah so we don't we don't have to get too personal but like what are some of the benefits from i would say having an incredible partner uh for myself i would say that um for myself it would i would say the way that she has challenged me to be a better me you know mm-hmm. um like honestly when it when it comes to a relationship, I've never prayed as hard as I have about a relationship than I have about this one. And the great thing about prayer is that God will respond after a while. And like I journaled about it. Like I can literally send you both of you a picture of the journal entry where God told me, he said, you know, a little after midnight, he said, listen, she's going to, the very definition of her name is God's gift. He said, I can deliver this gift to you, but she's going to hate the same things about you that I do. She's going to hate your pride, your ego, your lust and addictions. If you can get rid of those, I can deliver her to you. Now, she had no idea about this. This is my conversation with God, but my conversation with God about my relationship with her in order to get this a gift, this is what I needed to do. These are the things that I needed to rid myself of. So mm-hmm. it's like, okay, the greatest benefit is the work that I've been able to do on myself. You know what I mean? Like when it comes down to the pride and the ego, I'm someone who's always had to do it themselves. I do it myself. But at the same time, it's like I never did anything by myself. Mm. It was always by his grace. Mm. You know what I mean? Those predicaments that I couldn't get myself out of, it was always by his grace. But I gave myself a lot of credit. Mm. When it comes down to the lust, shit, I love women and they love me. You know what talk, I mean? Talk that talk. You talking. All right. But at the same time, I like and I've lived I've lived a life. I you know. I've lived a life to where I'm comfortable with being, uh, you know, celibate. And I, I, I've lived a life. Like, I've lived a life. <laughs> so you can say, I've lived a life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because, I mean, given I don't want to drop too yeah, many, yeah, like, yeah, 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 you know, yeah. 
Mm-hmm. But at the same time, it's I'm happy to do it now because at the same time, it's like God is like, listen, you want a certain life. You want the you want the wife. You want the children. You want that. It's here. Like this woman isn't a wife once you put a ring on her finger and walk her down an aisle and jump over. But no, she's a woman. She's a wife when you when you meet her. Mm. Or are you a husband? Can you operate as one before you? Because a, a switch doesn't just flip once the ring goes on this woman's finger. Can you behave as one before then? Can you get discipline over your lust? Can you mm. get discipline over your pride, your ego? Can Do you have the discipline to go past these things? Because mm. if you do, I got you. Happily ever mm. after. Story, storybook style. Mm. So, yes, I am single. But I'm not at the same time. And I will gladly say that I'm not because I'm in a situationship. And that situationship is between myself and God. Uh, awesome shit. That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> <laughs> like, at, the, at, at the end of the day, who knows, man? Like, it may get to a point where it's like, God may pull a call an audible and he's like, hey, listen, I know I told you that this was your gift. I got somebody better. She didn't do her part. I don't know. But the only thing I can focus on is what's happening to me while loving this woman. And what's mm-hmm. happening to me is phenomenal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I think Chris Brown said it in the in a in an interview. Uh he said it in the interview on uh what's that? Uh Damn, I can't remember the name of that podcast. But yeah, he, they asked him about Valentine's Day and they were like, yo, so are you single? You're not single? He's like, oh, yeah. I'm single in the relationship. <laughs> <laughs> that's me. <laughs> oh, that's dope. Um, but that's good, though, that one, that you're being shown exactly kind of what you need in the relationship and what you need out of a woman, too, and how they're, they're pushing you to be better, right? And, oh, yeah, you know, most definitely. Right. And, they're holding you down in a, a lot of different situations and things like that. That's making you feel like, yo, I need to step up too. I I need to change some of my stuff too. And sometimes that's hard to to sometimes look at that. And it's like, damn, bag, man, like I gotta change. You know, it's always good to do that. Yeah. Like, nah, you gotta change. But it's like, yo, nah, like hold on. There are things in my life that I have to change, right? And that's key for accountability and being in a healthy relationship too. It's not always looking at the other person, but it's just looking at you as well. So that's dope, man. And that's a, a lot of growth, bro. So, man, I, I salute to you with that. And I wish y'all to the best, um, you know, as I do. J and J, Jamal, hey. Jessica, you know what I'm saying? Yo, those are definitely the initials, J and J. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm so hyped. <laughs> and, and we was born in the same month. She, she's from DMV area. Hold on, you know, are you... Bro- Yo, hold right. up. You know, you know, next Saturday is supposed to be my surprise going away party. You bring her with you. Of course. If she no, if she's here, she she's a woman about town. So we we'll talk about that off offline. But <laughs> no, if if she's here, definitely. You know, I got you. I, I bet. You know what I mean? That's what I'm I talking definitely about. Definitely wish that I, I could be there next uh, next week with y'all, but I'm definitely. Yeah, not. I, I wish you could be here too, man. But what turn turn? You know what I'm saying? You, 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 you just sat here and asked the, no, no, he just sat here and asked us <laughs> nah. about our stuff, and he. You know what I'm saying? He he's playing he's playing a good host, but I, I got used to it. I'm the host because I'm gonna just let Terrence yeah. live right now. 
no, no, no. no. <laughs> <laughs> He's going to let me live. I'm shit. I honestly, I'm Terrence always asks me my mess and don't ever volunteer his. But you know, it's it's fine. It's fine. It's crazy. It's not true. I just got conversations. You know what I'm saying? What the host is supposed to do? Jamal literally just said, "I'm gonna let him live." But what I heard was, "I don't even know where you live." (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Wow. You know, um, that's messed up. Where's that's, that's 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 messed up, man. Um, I'm from I'm from New York. I'm I, as of right now, I'm in New York, uh, born and raised. Um, uh, you know what I mean? But don't but next play week, no games. I want you exclusive. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But next week, um, I will be on the West Coast, um, for a few weeks, uh, visiting my girlfriend. Amazing, uh, amazing. Yeah, I'm so proud Brother. of both of y'all. amazing amazing yeah you know it's it's a it's an interesting situation as far as just being long distance and you know i think you got to be very disciplined too um to kind of make things like that work you know i'm saying like you know you can't be can't be out here living wild out here and being in a long distance relationship and get you because you can right because you can't and, and you know what, Terrence, I'm, I would say this to both of you all, and I'm even like backtracking, um, that I feel like being in a relationship with somebody is as much of a commitment to yourself as, mm-hmm. as it is to another person. Mm-hmm. Because I'm telling myself that I have discipline. I'm mm-hmm. telling myself that I'm going to ride this out and I have the discipline to ride this out. Yep. I'm telling myself, you know what I mean? Like you're telling yourself all of these things and mm-hmm. you're making that agreement with yourself beyond making an agreement with another person. But mm-hmm. so I, I, I am, as I'm thinking, I'm like, yes, I made an agreement with myself in mm-hmm. being in this relationship. Like, yep. okay, this where you were, this mm-hmm. where you are now. Mm-hmm. And you're going to be the best this person that you can be for this person. Right. But ultimately, again, it's agreement with yourself. I'm going mm-hmm. to stay in shape. I'm going to eat right. I'm going to be I'm regular with my, my checkups, <laughs> you know, in order to be my best self for this person. So it's really an agreement with yourself. And I think that's one of the big things a lot of people overlook, uh, both men and women, which is why they let go let go when they get into relationships. Everybody fat, bald-headed by the time you wake up because it's like, don't nobody take care of themselves no more because they're so focused on the other person. It's like, no, you got to make an agreement with yourself first mm. before mm. you make an agreement with somebody else. Because again, mm. you're going to let yourself down. This person will look at you. Not, you're not going to be that same person that they fell in love with. Or even, even if you're not that same person, they're not even attracted to you no more because you don't let yourself go so much because you don't care uh-huh. right. because you didn't make no agreements with yourself. Mm-hmm. And and the one thing is for me, I think making the, the decision to be in this long distance relationship, you have to be intentional. Like, mm. Intentionality is key um, because you can't be wasting people's time. You know what I'm saying? Like there has to <laughs> like, you know what I'm yeah, saying? Like yeah, yeah, what's the yeah. point of being in a long distance of relationship? Why? Because now if I'm wasting her time, it's stupid because I'm wasting mine. I live here, right? So now I'm wasting my time. So I have to be intentional about not wasting my own time, right? So if mm-hmm. I'm going to take this seriously, then I'm going to take this seriously. Um, and is this person worth like being in a long distance a relationship? with? Like you got to think about those things. It's not just, oh, I can just go see her. She's 10 minutes away. Like it's cool. Like now, like there's planning involved. Like there's, I got to hop on a flight. Not not a two hour flight to Atlanta. Like I I have to go 
five hours, right? There's planning involved. So there's a lot of things that you have to go through, right? And the process starts with intentionality. And I think for for me, being in this situation, like I, I was like, yo, like I'm out here, like I'm in this long distance relationship, but it don't feel like a long distance relationship. The distance is is a little tough at times, but it, but a lot of times it feels like she's here because that that's her presence though of what she brings to my life. Right, we don't have to be in the same place now. Of course, the the intention though, of course, is to at some point be in the same place because being in a long distance relationship is not sustainable for four or five six years. It's just not going to work, right? But in the beginning, it's to set the intention to get in the same place. But what are you going to do in in the meantime? right is you have to be intentional every each and every day you can't really you know what i'm saying like that's that's just the way it is you know what i'm saying but the value that she brings to my life like it's it's worth taking those trips it's it's worth hopping on the plane right you know what i'm saying some people might say oh like oh well you couldn't get somebody in your own town yeah i have i've, I've been there done that quite and quite a few of them i must say so myself you know what i'm saying but at the same time like she brings a different level of um energy commitment right and just she makes me feel seen right i think one of the biggest things for me i guess somebody asked me uh, one time well like what well, why like what about her that's you know different and the one thing is i ask this question to you know to anybody that or people that i've been in relationships with it's like what do you like about me like what do you love about me like and i've gotten this response probably nine times out of ten oh like you're so giving like you're loving like you do so much, right? And I asked my girlfriend this, and she said, your heart. I was like, what? Like, it's not about what I do. It, it's about me, like my heart. Like she sees me for who I am as a person, as a man, right? You have a good heart, like your good nature, like you have a great soul. It wasn't like, oh, because you bought me this or you took me here or you did this. Those things come with it, right? But from what she told me was like, yo, but like your heart is is pure. Like, and that's what I love about you the most. And I was like, yo, I ain't never heard that before. Except from from my mama. You know what I'm saying? And that's a fact. You know what I'm saying? So when she said those things to me, I was like, yo, she sees Terrence. She don't just see, you know, the person who is always doing stuff and this and that like it's like yo she actually sees me for who i am and i think for me that was super super important um you know what i mean and then we also share like you said like a lot of just similarities you know just as far as just you know my dad passing and hers too right like just a lot of just different things that um we share um together that we can actually that that we not 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 so much bond over but there's a understanding of like when father's day comes around like it's just there you know what i'm saying like it don't have to be it's not awkward it's not weird because sometimes you could be with somebody and it's like they don't get that it's like oh i didn't know what to say to you so i didn't really say anything at all or that weird stuff and it's just like now nah, like i don't have that problem like if father's day comes around and it's just like what's like i know and vice versa too with me with her so like we just have a lot of things man so like it's probably one of the most healthiest relationships that I've ever been in. Um, and our communication style is pretty much the same too. Like we communicate a lot. Problem solving, all that stuff. Like that stuff like that is important. You know what I'm saying? So, and yeah, like she helps me be a, 
a much better person. Um, you know, just with me, just even with my walk with God and certain things like that, like like that's a high priority list for her. You know, she's very spiritual and things like that. Um, so you know, it's like yin yang. Sometimes it's like it's just like like she's helping me on that walk. Um, you know what I'm saying? And to see how, what she does on a daily basis with that too, it's like all right, like that's 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 inspiring too. Um, she's a go getter. You know what I'm saying? Like in in the areas for me that I would say not lacking, but just I would say areas of of opportunity with. It's like for me, like to see her hustle, like her hustle is crazy and mine is crazy too. But the difference is sometimes like for me, I, I didn't take a lot of time for me. Like she'll sacrifice whatever, like to make sure that she achieves certain things for her. Me, I'll sacrifice, but then I'm like, oh, oh, but this person needs me, but that person needs me, but this person needs me, but this, 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 this. And she's like, yo, it's okay to say no. It's okay not to always be available. It's okay, bro. Like, it's okay for you to just focus on the things that you need. You know what I'm saying? Don't change yourself, but it's okay. Like, and sometimes I need that. Because for me, I'm like everywhere. Okay, 20 different people need me. I'm splitting myself into 20 different pieces. Not healthy, right? But like, she makes me see those things too, where it's just like, she always says, Yo, take time for you. Don't forget you in this process. And, and sometimes like, that's always been just something that, for me, it's never really a part of my tool belt. It's always a struggle, right? But like my eyes are opening a lot now in in those respects. So, um, so yeah. So that's a little bit about my laundry. You know what I'm saying? And what's going on with me? Since you know, I always ask you out of questions. So, yeah. No, I, I, I appreciate that, man. And I, I think um, you know, it, it being in a long distance relationship. Even though I I tried it one time, it didn't work out for me. But mm-hmm. it it was not like that, but it, it just did. But <laughs> it, it really allows you to get to know a person without the context of physical intimacy. Yep. And you become emotionally intimate with this person and mentally mm-hmm. intimate with this person. And yep. so I think that's the biggest plus. Um, and it's the same thing as, you know, being with some, dating somebody around this time when a lot of stuff was closed and you kind of really get to know that person you know, in addition mm-hmm. to the physical, but you have to be around them to have conversations. And okay. a lot of people, a, a lot of people ain't make it out the quarantine and out the mm-hmm. pandemic because mm-hmm. they realize that the person they was with, they don't even like them. Mm-hmm. They just had a big ass. So it's like, you know, we have to um, celebrate things like that and being able to make that commitment to somebody beyond the physical and to really get to know a person and really get to know she had time to learn your heart. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. She had Thanks. time because it, it wasn't it wasn't a lot of other stuff. Y'all won't club it. Y'all won't do it. Well, y'all had to talk and figure each other out. And, right. you know, and I think that right there should really be celebrated. I think a lot of times when people think of long distance relationship, the first thing they think about is cheating, sex, what you gonna do with who you gonna do it with, how you getting through it, mm-hmm. are you choking the chicken, what's going on? <laughs> and you have to really think about it in terms of okay, I'm really learning this person. Yeah. I understand. I hear this person's voice. You know what I mean? In a normal tone. Mm-hmm. I hear this person's, I see this person's actions. I understand that, that day. So I think that has to really, definitely be celebrated. So big shouts out to you for that, brother. No, I definitely appreciate that. But it's actually what what you said is true, though, because when we first, you know, started even dating or talking, just it was all just phone, right? And 
lots of conversations like so much so many different conversations that's so like just deep leveled right right and multifaceted and just it just was just just like boom 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 and i'm just like yo like oh we have a lot in common and but then i was also learning from her too and she was learning from me like just about a lot of just different things that sometimes when you get into those relationships like local relationships and stuff like that yo like my partying we doing other things like it's 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 a quicker transition too i also feel like it's like you meet somebody locally y'all chill y'all have a good time y'all talk a little bit oh he's cool he's okay he's cool she's cool and then boom you're in a relationship and it's just like whoa right like this was like yo we had to talk like and by doing so we got into everything mental health triggers right things that before like in other relationships it's like that stuff really didn't come up too much like we thought but but with this it's like yo we went from a to z you know right um and i think you know and even in the bad things that you know it's it's we have some other things in common too where it's just like oh man like that happened to me too all right so how can we learn from those things so that it doesn't happen to us right so i you know i just think you know so that's where it's just been pretty cool man you know it's just really actually really getting to know someone on a, a different level um mentally emotionally and spiritually too um mm. i think that part was always missing for me though like now you know if i'm being honest like we we've, we've we've prayed together we've done a lot of those things together too you know what i'm saying and it's like i've never had that in a relationship never except you know except with my mama you know what i'm saying and I, you know and some friends that you know i pray for or whatever the case is or yeah. they pray for me but like in a relationship it was never that you you know one thing turns that i've realized is that you know in being in a relationship and trying to uh, make sure that I am intentionally carrying on a healthy relationship is that we as men, we can be leaders when it comes to certain things as far as spirituality, um, introducing good habits, um, and really setting the foundation and setting the tone of how the relationship is going to go. Yeah. If you're saying that we want to be too healthy mentally, physically, spiritually, pe- spiritual people, it's like, all right, we working out together. We both got gym memberships. What's happening? We praying in the morning. We meditating. It's these things we can do as men to really like model the people that we want to be in our home and in our relationship. And I think that's something that I thought even while I was dating is, okay, I'm looking for somebody that can do this. I'm looking for somebody that can do this. As opposed to saying, okay, Jamal, you have the power to do all of those things that you want to take place. And you can be the example and you can be a leadership leader and your household is saying, okay, this is what we're doing. And this is why Mm. we're doing it. The only Mm. problem with that is only a caveat to that rather is if somebody just wasn't down with it at all. But if you have a solid person that understands your vision and that trusts your leadership, Mm. they will fall in line because they understand that you have the best intention for both of us and Mm. vice versa. Also women, women, the woman that you're with, can contribute heavily into whatever. And, you know, she doesn't necessarily have to find a man that can meditate for 30 minutes straight. She mm. can be that person to teach you how to meditate for 30 minutes straight. I think the the biggest thing for me, even in being in relationship and in trying to conduct a healthy relationship mm. is understanding that I can be that change and not looking mm. for somebody that's in a certain space. I can mm. be that person and mm. we can bring each other to that level, whatever that level is that you're seeking. Mm, that's dope 
You know, I, I so number juice. one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. First of all, there's a there's a whole lot happening. Uh, <laughs> I mean, if I want to really start off, I mean, like Terrence, you were sitting here like, you know, the only person that you had to did certain things like that was your mama. I strained my hamstring on set last week. There you go, my mama. You need to put mm. the thing on your leg mm. right now. This, this literally <laughs> just happened. You know, and I'm sitting here like, yeah, see, that, that's that's why I'm still single because ain't nobody like my mama. <laughs> I'm a proud mama's boy. I'm a proud mama's boy. If you listen, if you can't cut it, don't don't bring it. You know what I mean? Because I'm always gonna have my mama. Uh-huh. But at the same time, uh, second, my second point, uh, I I'm, I'm gonna check both of y'all Facebooks tomorrow. I need I need to see status changes. You feel me? I need to see status what changes. I, what am I? Fifteen? You can look at my house right now and see the status change. <laughs> you can look at my bedroom and see the status change. Okay. You can look at my spirit in my conversation and see the status change. That's a fact. First of all, I'm not going to hold you. I saw you looking to the side a few times, and I wanted to ask you, like, yeah, listen. You know she pulled you up on me. You know what time I it is. Listen, I, no, I, I saw you look to the side a few times. I was about to say, yeah, listen, man, if anything, if you need me, just blink twice. <laughs> <laughs> One man was, <laughs> at one point, I was like, yep, he be, there's a teleprompter there. He's getting coached. But no, uh, in all, in, in like all seriousness, no. Yeah, in all seriousness, I mean, given, y'all know I'm always talking shit. But in all seriousness, man, like, I mean, listening to the way that you both describe your relationships and what they've done for you, that's what I aspire to have. That is what I, that is like, and I mean, give it. And uh, you know, I'm I'm pretty sure you both have heard it. And like Jamal, I'm pretty sure you've heard it as well as an as as an actor. Where like, I mean, for instance, like we go to our parents for advice. I've been vocal with my parents that they gave me the wrong advice for so long because for so <laughs> long it was, hey, listen, if you want if you want this career to happen, you can't. Th- that is a distraction. You can't have that distraction. Mm. Whereas the woman who I'm in a situationship with right now. I, I, I got my first agent during the pandemic because she made it happen. Mm. I told her about this agency that was having auditions. And, you know, I need an agent. But as an actor, you're also taught to accept rejection. We become a conditioned to it. I didn't hear anything back. I didn't bother to look into it. I told she asked me about it like a week or two later. I hadn't heard anything. She calls me. It was a Saturday. It was a Saturday, maybe like 10 a.m. She's like, hey, listen, you got to get up and start getting ready. You have an audition today. I was like, no, the hell I don't. Like, I, listen, I know I could be forgetful, but I ain't that damn forgetful. And she says, no, you told me about the agency. I looked them up. I got the number to one of the agents and I called her. She didn't pick up. So I texted her. We were texting back and forth. I told her about you. I told her that, you know, you sent in your information and everything. You have an audition. You have an audition today at twelve o'clock, and it was like, okay. Mm-hmm. Number one, let me get ready for this audition because, damn. But then the second thing was like, literally, bro. After the audition, and I knew I, I knew I was signed by the end of the audition, from the questions that they asked me via Zoom and everything. I knew I was signed, but right afterwards, I didn't even come downstairs and tell my mom. I immediately FaceTimed her and I was on my knees and just like, 
I was praying and thanking her at the same time because it's like, man, no one but my mama would do something like that for me. <laughs> and I mean, given I, I, you know, I, I say that it, it, it sounds funny, but unfortunately, I mean, it's the truth. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Nobody, nobody, nobody. Shit, my my own my own father left when I was fucking five. You know what I mean? It's like mm-hmm. nobody but my mama. But it's like, man, it meant so much. Mm-hmm. And it's like to hear to hear the both of you talk about the women that you're with and like to hear you guys like given I have this one story of pride and I have a few others, but to hear you to hear the both of you share these stories of pride that you have in the women that you're with and it's like, man, it's it it's what I aspire to have. And I appreciate the story so much because it's like, man, my time is coming. My time is coming. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And when I say my time is coming, meaning like the life that I want in this full totality, it's coming. All my, like my entire life is like, Oh, if you want this career, you can't afford this distraction where it's like, man, having this distraction brought me closer than I've ever been. Mm. And it's like, damn, y'all didn't talk me wrong. Mm. I needed the woman by my side. If I had the good woman by my side, I'd damn, I wouldn't be in the positions that I've been in. Uh. I uh. wouldn't be this I wouldn't be this 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 person that, you know, for me it was like, all right, well, cool. Get with a woman. For me, it was a business transaction. You have a need, I have a supply, or vice versa. Need meet need need meet supply. We're done. And now that yeah. I've gotten older, it's like, damn, God's not going to continue to bless me with many more good women. After a while, I'm really just going to be the do- guy that has dogs. So it's like, man, to hear y'all talk about it, man, it it it, it it's so encouraging. It's so delightful to hear. Um. I wouldn't be me if I didn't put it like this, but when I get to that point, I'm not pulling out. Except, expect the invitations to the baby shower. It's going down. It's happening. I'm locked in. I thought I heard you say that. That's crazy, but yeah. I appreciate it. Yeah, um, yeah. But, but I appreciate that. Uh, yeah. I appreciate that. <laughs> We're going to get these views up. <laughs> no, 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 I love it. I love it. I was like, did he say it? Okay, he did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Y'all, he, yeah. Y'all, he went, he y'all did. Both, both of y'all need to stop pump faking. We out here. We outside. All right. I need some. I need some. I need some. Man, I ain't outside. Nothing. I'm inside. Hello. But um, no, I, that, was, damn, that was such a good comeback. <laughs> so, so, but but no no but I I I I agree with you a hundred percent, and I think again, man, it's um, you you have to be open to change mm. and understand that um, you know, everything isn't going to look exactly how you want it to look. It's not yeah. going to be delivered in the package that you wanted to be delivered in. And once you realize that, and here's the thing too, on top of all that, and I'm saying that, but don't settle. Don't oh, settle. Oh, yeah, 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 definitely. Don't not. settle. Definitely. And I'll, I'll, I'll be the dog dad for life before I do that. 
Yeah, don't settle because that's a big thing. A lot of guys end up settling and they end up not even like being attracted to the girls they with because they settle because she either cook, mm. she had a big ass, you know, just these very low vibrational things that men are attracted to. And then you look up, this girl all in love, you can't stand her because you never mm. liked her really to begin with. She just had something that you needed at that moment. Uh-huh. And you kind of fell into that. And you, again, it's settling for that. And so I think whatever you want, go after that and, and go after it hard uh-huh. and be intentional about it. Uh-huh. And, and the thing is, is that, and I was expressing this to uh, to T, like before uh, you jumped on and before we started recording, I've been so intentional with this situation ship. And I mean, given it's long distance. So the distance plays a huge part. But man, the the, the 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 aspects of there's so many things that made me want it so bad. Like for instance, there was uh earlier this year, March, I'll never forget, I was literally it was my first day at a new job. She calls me, she says, Hey, listen, I know that you really don't want a job unless it's acting. At my job, they're like we're like we're renewing our insurance package. Do you want me to put you down on my benefits as a spouse and that this way you're covered? And I was like, who the fuck calls and asks some shit like that? Bro, that is so special. Like, what? That is crazy. It's like, yeah, no, it's, it, yeah, it's, yeah it's like, damn. And it was like, well, listen, in 30 days I'm going to have it, but damn, I appreciate the offer. Like, mm. that was so, it meant so much just for you to even think of me in that way. That's love, yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And it's like, even vice versa, like, for instance, birthday came up. Gifted her X amount of hundreds. You've never invested before. Buy yourself some stocks so that this way, the first gift that I give you is a gift that keeps on giving. And that's what it's been. That's what it's been, but at the same time, and this is why, like, what I was saying earlier, like, where God has challenged me to where it's, like, your ego, your pride. These things have to go in order for you to have this gift. Mm-hmm. I've been in the situation where it's, like, well, damn, I called you to pick up. All right, well, fuck it. I'm not calling you back until I get a call or something from you. <laughs> you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But it's, like, why? I love the woman. Why mm. do I need to blow the phone up twenty times? Why not do it? You know what I mean? Mm. It's like it's it's there's so like there's so many variables and in order like and I mean given I've been bred to be alone. I've been bred to be isolated. Mm. Like y'all are my brothers. How often do I pull up on y'all? <laughs> you know what I mean? Because I'm I literally be I'm, I'm in the house alone mm. all the time. I've been bred to be alone because it's like, yeah, if you want this, you can't afford any of the any of the distractions. And as simple as those words may be, when you tell it to someone young enough, man, those things are like embedded in me, like the goddamn color on my skin. Hmm. And it wasn't until I'm 34 now. It wasn't until about 33 where I discovered Damn, I was given the wrong. I was given the wrong instructions. Uh. I ordered a goddamn king size bed. You gave me the instructions for a queen. <laughs> Shit don't fit. 
I mean, I think Ron, we, we we spoke about this before that we both had a similar experience with that right there. Um, yeah. Specifically, when you are a, a young person, that and, is and I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Hold on, I, I, I want you to finish. But even though I'm out here in the backyard, the window is open. I know my mom would hear me, so just want her, want her, want her to let her know that I was talking about her. Okay, that works too. <laughs> <laughs> but you you know like we've all been uh, you know conditioned in certain ways and it it has kind of um, dictated how we we live live in the world you know Um, I I really identify like I said we spoke about this at length about you know if you have a specific career specifically if you know what you want to do at a young age you kind of destroy any potential distractions right yeah and then you look up and you whatever age you are you're like god damn what i've been doing mm. and so i think that is one of those things that even being a loner and and being a person that is so used to being a being alone being in a relationship is a commitment to yourself that somebody else can enter to, into your space and you feel safe with them doing it that and it's okay sad. It's scary. It was one day we, her and I were in the car driving somewhere, and she went to hold my hand while I was driving. I know what you're saying. I get it. But the the physical touch just caught me so off guard. Like I just like I pulled my hand back at first. Yeah, and was like, yeah. And then when she she said something about, it, I was like, No, I'm sorry. I didn't mean it like that. I <laughs> held her hand, but at the same time, it was the most awkward drive of my life. And I'm like, Yo, what's happening right now? Like, mm. but it's because I've always isolated or detached myself from so much when it came to relationships. Like I said, my relationships with women were business transactions. Mm. And now that I actually have these emotions and these feelings, it's like mm. in my 30s, I'm learning how to operate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. Yeah. Wow. But I mean, it doesn't matter when you learn, as long as you get it, as long as you learn it, you know what I'm saying? And I think that she's, you know what I mean? She's in the right place now to kind of just make make you uncomfortable, right? Because that's where change happens. Change don't happen when you're comfortable. Change don't happen when you're comfortable. You know what I'm saying? Change happens when you're uncomfortable. You know what I'm saying? And I think that's important. You know, I think for us, most growth happens when, Either when something bad happens, a tragedy, like how do you respond, right? Or just being in an uncomfortable situation, right? Um, yeah. Continuously, right? He's like like Jamal, like you know, he's like a workout head, right? So like he goes to the gym. I'm probably, I'm pretty sure like when he first started out, I mean, it was hard, it was uncomfortable, right? Like it's not easy. It's, it, it's hard being in shape, bro. It's not it easy. Is. People make it look easy, right? On, online, right? Everybody he makes on- it look easy. Yeah, everybody does. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he makes it look real easy. But at first, it was probably uncomfortable. It was like I, yeah. I look. At, I look at his workout videos while I eat fried chicken. <laughs> hey man, <laughs> at least I can provide entertainment. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Hey, I'd be like, damn man, I need, I need to get like my, I need to get like my big brother. Damn, this chicken good though. <laughs> <laughs> Us and that fried chicken, oh man! Oh, yeah, no, I mean, no, like you're absolutely right. Like, I mean, 
the discomfort definitely provides the growth. It provides that next level. It provides that next step. Mm. The part that I find, the part that makes me anxious, like I legit build up anxiety with it and fear is that a part of that is attached to someone else. I don't have the complete control over it. Mm. Someone else has a control over this. Mm-hmm. Someone else has a say on my happiness, on, you know, like at one point, and I was discussing this earlier, which was as well, bro, where it was like one of the things that God pointed out to me as I've been praying and like really like, man, God, this is the relationship I want. Is this is this what you have for me? And God, like, man, you pray enough, God responds and one of the things that God pointed out was like, it hasn't worked out because you've idolized it. You've made an idol out of that relationship. And I'm a jealous God. Don't do that. It'll happen the way it's supposed to happen, but you, you're doing too much. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, you, like you're doing too much. You, you've made an idol out of what was supposed to just be an addition. And for me, it's like, all right, well, even now, cool. I have to take this step back. What does a step back look like? No one's ever explained it to me. I now have to learn this as well. What does a step back look like? Does a step back look like, all right, bet communication is done. I'm just go, like I, I ghost you. Like it's never been explained. Like I said, majority of the time outside of, two relationships in my life everything else has been a business transaction mm-hmm. in my 30s now damn this is where I want to be but I also need to take a step back to really really focus on myself and become the husband that I know that I can be mm-hmm. but how do I do that without just how do I find the balance of creating a distance to where I'm not idolizing this, but at the same time, investing in it enough to know that cool, this can happen. And these, it's these fine, intricate details that we're not taught growing up, that we have to figure out growing up. And like this in-between stage of this, of this balance, it's like, man, I don't know if I'm fucking up or doing it the right way, but the only thing that I have to fall back on is, I mean, shit, I've been through the worst. Push come to shove, I've been through the worst. But even that's not healthy. No. Why? Why is why is my my why is my livelihood based on survival? And you know, no, it shouldn't be based on that. Why is it not based like like for instance, like what Jamal was saying earlier? We're all entitled to happiness. Why is it? It doesn't have to be attached to struggle, but damn, if the struggle is all I've ever known, then then what? Mm. If it doesn't work out, I know that I'm prepared for it. I've been through worse. But at the same time, it's like, well, damn, if it does work out, <laughs> I've never, you know, I've never experienced the best. I've, I've had glimpses of it with, with you. Mm. But where do you find the balance? And it's that in between that's not really talked about. Mm-hmm. That me in my thirties, 
have to learn through trials and tribulations. And when it comes to trials and tribulations, I'm tired. I, I have a pulled hamstring mm. right now. I, I'm tired. <laughs> you know what I mean? But uh, Anthony Davis over here. literally literally like i was doing a scene on set running through a flock of fucking birds and after like take five yeah it was a wrap they pulled up on you yeah i'm at the age i should have known i should have stretched and some shit but but yeah it's like yeah like man we're not given so many tools but yet still expected to get everything right and I'm not a person that does get things right the first time when it comes to relationships. I get a lot of things wrong. You know what I mean? Like, T, T you and I, we had a conversation in your car a couple of years ago where it was like, you told me how you felt about something. It was like, bro, my bad. I didn't even know how this would affect you. Mm. We're not given these tools. We're not, you know what I mean? And some people may say, oh, it's common sense. Common sense isn't so fucking common. Where do the tools come from? I'm in love with a woman right now that I would love to be with, but at the same time, I don't have all the tools to be with her. Where do the tools come from? Now, conversations like the ones that we're having are extremely beneficial. But what in order for this to fully download, does it take like another year of like trial and tribulation of practicing what's been said, this, that, and this? I'm 34. I don't want another year and a half of trials and tribulations. I just want peace. I want mm. happiness. And I want the woman I love. You know, I, I think, and, and bravo to everything you just said. Um, I think the big thing, and I think I'm gonna like leave it with this. Um, you really have to make a commitment to yourself to do the work and identify some things in you that may not be how you like it, and understand where that come from. And that's called shadow work, and that's a whole other you know um, topic there. But you really have to kind of identify triggers and really make a conscious effort to work on that. And a lot of times we have been so ingrained and stuck in our habits that we're comfortable in our dysfunction. Our mm. dysfunction makes us feel safe because it's what you know. Mm. But you have to make a conscious decision to do the work and try, try to figure out, okay, why am I so short-tempered? What happened that makes me like this? What, how can I fix this? And so really start to trace, and, it, and again, it's your own work that you really have to do on yourself. And we can have these conversations till we blew in the face, but until you decide and make a conscious decision that you don't want certain things about yourself to mm-hmm. exist within your life and within your space, that test is going to keep coming over and over and over again until you pass it. And I think that's the major thing for me specifically, because y'all know I went through some, excuse my language, but I went through some shit these past two years and not just, you know what I'm saying? But, it's like I made a conscious effort. Okay, this is what happened. Did it happen to me or did it happen for me? What am I getting out of it? And how can I transmute that energy into some positive? And mm-hmm. but that that's personal work that you do. And so I think you really have to make a commitment to yourself to do that personal work and to really sit down with yourself and not and sit down with yourself in a self-deprecating way. Okay, 
Um, <laughs> but um, in a self-deprecating way, but really sit down with yourself and like, okay, I know I'm real short with people. What can mm-hmm. I do to, why am I like this number one? And how can I change this behavior? And that's how the work begins. And mm-hmm. I think that's something a lot of people don't do. They listen to stuff. They read books, they listen to music, they hear speeches, yep. and they really never in it, like enact all this information that they receive because they feel like that's the work right there. Mm-hmm. Well, I went to the damn conference. Why am I not fixed? Mm-hmm. Well, I, I, li- I listen work. to Terrence every week. Why am I not normal now? Why mm-hmm. my mental health ain't together? It's because you don't do no work on, the, on your personal time. Mm-hmm. And you wait for other people to fix you. And a lot of times, us as people, we project so much of our stuff onto people and say, okay, my mama didn't teach me this. Uh, Ron will never nice to me at work. T- Terrence didn't speak to me. So that's why I'm like this. It's everybody else's fault but mine. Mm-hmm. And at the end of the day, this is my life I have to live. I got to mm-hmm. sit in that shower by myself. I got to sit on the toilet by myself. And when you look at it in those terms that this is your life to live, and this is, this is your soul and your spirit and your mind you have to fix and be conscious about it and put in the work to fix it, it's going to be a never-ending cycle. Mm. So, so with that being said, right? Mm-hmm. Definitely, it's it's our life to live. It's no one to blame but ourselves. Are the trials and tribulations while figuring out for ourselves not warranted? What what can you do about it? keep on failing forward well meaning like if it's certain things that happen that you literally just can't explain right yeah you literally just can't explain it it's some shit that just happened in life what can you do about that can you change your past can you you know bring your dad back from the dead you know what i'm saying like what, what can you really do about these things other than transmute that energy into something else mm-hmm. that's the in the end and including so, so, go ahead so that's completely like you're absolutely on point with everything that you're saying and this is why i bring up the in between right so like for instance one of one of the statements you just made can i can you bring your dad back from the dead of course you can on day 37, how did you operate? How did you get through that day? On day 59, how did you get through that day? The no, in-between is... The, the in-between... <laughs> but, but this is what I'm saying. The in-between is never talked about. We can sit here and say, oh, yeah, it's on you. You got to do this. You got to do that, man. Pick yourself up. But Wait, the in-between... No. Uh, I just want to say this real quick. That's a that's that's a lifelong that's lifelong work. Yeah, I literally only use that as an example because you mentioned. Yeah, yeah, Bro, yeah. I, I, honestly, I would never like that. That wasn't on some like. Let me throw this out here. Like, no, you no, mentioned no, it, so I was like, all right. We we can talk about some. You know what I'm saying? Like anything. The thing is about things happen, right? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. It's nothing you can do about it. Nothing. Absolutely. But it's like, what does it mean for you? Because it's you can't change what happened. Yeah. You literally can't. And I think a lot of times if we live in these spaces, 
and allow that to define us, we get stuck. And so you yeah. see so many people out here straight up stuck. And for instance, I have every right to be stuck. I can give you a laundry list of things why I I deserve to be stuck. And nobody and people I should get pats on the back. Like, oh my God, we do feel sorry for you that that happened. But at what point do we make a decision within ourselves that being stuck isn't good for ourselves? Specifically, you want to keep on living. Yeah. It's not good for your friends. It's not good for anybody that's around you because a stuck person brings nothing but, and I don't mean to say this, well, you know what? I'm going to stop because I feel like it's being insensitive. But. No, no, no. Say, say it. Say it. What? Say it, bro. Say it. I mean, this is. Stuck, stuck people bring negative energy because they don't see anything past the moment. Mm. They yeah. think Very right true. now. Very true. Life is shit. There's nothing else that can happen in life. The tunnel is dark. There's no light at the end. Do you want to be around a person like that? And so, and that's not even a that's not even a question. That's a rhetorical question. Do you want to be around a person like that? And the answer should be no. So why would you want to be that person? And so, you figure out again the the inner work. You got to sometimes yeah. dig deep. What does this mean? What can I get from out of this? And this is not just about death. This could be about infidelity. This, this could be about a breakup, a divorce, uh, you know what I'm saying? You can fire from a job, whatever it is that you that could potentially have you stuck in a specific, a specific place. What does that mean to me long term? What can I learn from that? Because otherwise I can yeah. say, fuck my boss a million times every day on cue. And I have a right yeah. to say that. You know, yeah. I said that a couple Never mind. I know you said it, and, and, and you sent me a picture. <laughs> yeah. Not, but, not, to, not from my current boss. You know, this is from a couple. But um, um, real shit. I want to apologize. Um, I, if I came off insensitive or anything like that, like when you yeah. uh, when you mentioned like Jamal, when you just mentioned um death of a parent and I use it as an example I only use it as an example because it was literally what you had just said I bought it I, up I, 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 but at the same time like literally as soon as I said it and you responded it was like yeah I, there's still other examples I could have used and I, I, I want to apologize to you on air so that everybody can see as well. I, I said it in front of everybody and I want to apologize in front of everybody as well because you know how much I love you, bro. I sent, I mean, shit, I, I text you every day. I did not mean to come off insensitive if that's how it comes across to anybody else who's even watching. So I want to apologize before anything else is said. I accept your apology, but I, you know, I understand. I know your heart, and I know yeah. you didn't mean anything malicious yeah. by it. Um, I brought up that example, and again, this right here, Terrence, this show is for healing, it's for development, it's for growth. Yep. And so, even when I'm sharing, you know, things that were catastrophic to me, and that was something that I didn't see my way out of, you, you, you learn how to navigate certain things, and that's about doing the work those navigation tools. And so I brought that up saying, you'll never get over that. That's no. something that is what it is. It's it's a standard in my life at this point. Mm. But you either stay there or you're like, okay, all right, it's 10 o'clock. Let me cry real quick. And then I'm going to get back to work. 
So you acknowledge your feelings, of course. You don't dismiss them. Never. But you get back to work afterwards. You don't say, it's 10 o'clock, I'm about to cry to 10 o'clock the next morning. And so that's the difference, transmuting that energy. And think about what this person would have wanted or this person would have said, because my dad was a jokester, seeing you sitting on the couch crying. Or your boss fire you. What can you do about that? Talk about it and then get back in, get back on Indeed. You mad? You you can say f the boss four or five times. You are a well within your rights to do that. Mm-hmm. But say, sitting there and saying f the boss for ten hours straight and not doing nothing—that's when you get stuck, and that's mm-hmm. when you become that person that nobody wants to be around. Because like you just mad all the time. Mm-hmm. Like let's figure out what's going on. So that's about doing the inner work. Yeah. A hundred percent. Because I remember when I was going through stuff with the boss and I said, up the boss, I, I went on Indeed. You're right. I went on Indeed and I got my way up out of there. And, and you got to went straight to Deco. So like... <laughs> <laughs> Yo, I, man, I'll never forget that. I came back from vacation. I was like, yeah, I'm out. I remember. <laughs> I remember. It was in November. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That was a crazy time. So, so, Again, I a hundred, uh, I'm one hundred percent agree. Like, yeah, you can't be in that stuck space. Like, of course, you have to pick yourself up by those bootstraps. You have to do whatever you need to do in order to keep pushing forward. My question is, and not my question, more so, but I, even more so, a challenge. What are we doing to teach people how to push forward? It's easy to say push forward, but what? what tools are we giving them to push forward? And that's why, like, earlier when I was mentioning, like, the date, it's like, all right, well, cool. Listen, man, a woman I thought I was going to marry left me, X, Y, Z, heartbroken, went through a whole depression. I even, August 27th, 2015. 14, sorry. 15, sorry. Attempted suicide. Accidentally. I, I don't like to use the word attempt because it was accidental. But at the same time, whoever sat down with me and taught me how to deal with the loss, like with the heartbreak, whoever sat down and said, hey, listen, you know, it's easy to sit here and, hey, man, pick yourself up, man. You got this. I believe in you. It's mm-hmm. easy to say, hey, listen, man, pick yourself up by these bootstraps. You got this. But who's there to tell the person to say, hey, listen, Even if it's not even a, I've been here before. It's a, I've felt this level of pain before. This is what worked for me. We don't often do that. Oftentimes it's, listen, you, you, you got to get it together. You got to push forward. You got to do, this is why these bum ass inspirational speakers make millions because it's like, yeah, he told me I have to do better. But how do you do better? What works for you? This is why therapists aren't paid enough because they'll tell you what works for you. But are you going to actually go see see that person? The person that tells you, how does this work for you? How do I, how do you lift yourself up? This may have worked for this person. What works for you? 
yeah, you damn sure need to pick yourself up. You know what I mean? After my heartbreak, I'll never forget. I was sitting down with my grandmother. God bless her soul. She just passed this uh, February. Condolences. My OG, my, my, my triple OG, I remember when she heard about it and went to visit, you know what I'm saying? Went to her house, talking to her, and she told me to unfuck myself. First time I ever heard it. She said, unfuck yourself. Be who you were before these people fucked you over. Mm. And it was one of those things like, damn, that was deep. I'm a slow learner. Tell me more. How do I unfuck myself? Because, damn, I love that one. You know what I mean? Now, don't get me wrong. She didn't have to say much more. <laughs> she she wasn't going. She wasn't going to say much more. Mm. But at the same time, it was one of those things of like, yeah, like let's like if I needed more detail, where's the more detail going to come from? Who do who do you have? Like Jam- like Jamal, bro. I could only imagine what you've had to overcome. Terrence, same thing. Like honestly, bro. I'm I don't. I don't miscount my blessings at all. I can still get a phone call from mom, dad, my stepdad, and stepmom. I don't, I don't take that for granted in any shape, form, or fashion. But when it came to going through the process, where did you learn the in-between? When it was three months after how did you get through that day? You know what I'm saying? How did, how did you get through day 31, day 59? Because there's someone else out there who's going through that day and they need to get through it. And they're going to need more than you got to pick yourself up. Uh-huh. They're going to need the, like with Jamal, what you said, I cried today. Uh-huh. They're going to need that testimony, but who's out here giving it to them? And unfortunately, when it comes to every other aspect of life, and especially as us as black people, we're not doing it. We're not giving these testimonies. We're not sitting here giving our youth or our peers the tools that they need to push forward because we're telling them, listen, man, you got this. Push, you know what I'm saying? Uh, You got this, B. Push forward. And I mean, I said, I'm I'm saying, B. uh, Yeah. To, the, to anybody listening, you know I'm from New York, but yeah, it's like where do, where do those intricate details come from? Where do where does the in between come from? Where does mm-hmm. day fifty nine come from? Day seventy two, day one hundred and thirteen. Where do those days come from? How do how how are we telling these people how to get through those days when it comes to heartbreak? When it comes to the loss of a job? And not being able to find work, we're just coming. Up, we're we're still in a pandemic. Mm-hmm. We still have people that who couldn't find, who haven't found work. How do we? How how are we getting these people through these days without the details, the intricate details that we hold cl- so close to the heart? Mm-hmm. I, I, I I I agree completely. I think um, my experience isn't like everybody else's right and so i can say what worked for me mm-hmm. i can sit and tell you hey the first thing i did was i had to get dressed up every day 
that doesn't work for everybody. That doesn't that but that was that has a certain connotation in my brain. So I literally got dressed up every day mm. when I woke up. Mm. That got me moving. I had something to do. Because you also have to remember when I was going through my situation, it was in a pandemic. Mm. Yeah. So I had to literally sit with everything that I, I was dealing with and be tormented by it. And so my only thing I knew how to do was get dressed up every day, put on a necktie. It was that serious because I knew the alternative for me was to sit around in my drawers and cry and be depressed and order Uber Eats because I had the money to do it. And so mm. it that, when I think of, you know, so I hear you completely, but everybody's solution is different. My main solution is for a person to sit down with themselves and try to figure out their feelings because I don't know your inner voice. I don't know what inner voice you use to motivate yourself to do things. Maybe you don't have one. Maybe you got to figure out an inner voice. But sitting down and doing the work and specifically what I was referring to was small things. Why am I angry all the time? And think about what happened the first time you got angry or when did the first time you remember being angry? Just small things like that and try to literally dial back on what's going on with you on a personal level. Not even saying you have to become a whole new person by tomorrow, because that's why I even made the point about it's an ongoing work. This is You're not going to transform in 24 yeah. hours, but, but it's but about you, putting but, one foot in front of the other. But go ahead. You, but you want to know what you did by giving that small bit of testimony. I had to get dressed every day. I had to put on that necktie every day. It was that serious. Do you know what I heard by hearing that? And I mean, mm-hmm. given both of y'all have gotten phone calls from me, especially over the past like two years. Because I mean, past two years when it came to like my life, man, between between my mental health issues, man, it was a lot. And I've called both of y'all middle of the night. It'd be two a.m. and y'all both would pick up. But what I what what from what you just said, what translated to me was, damn. There was a time I went five days without even taking a shower, man. Maybe taking a shower to help. Feeling brand new. You know what I mean? Like the 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 the, the what you just said, that small bit of testimony is like, damn, okay. Do something to make myself brand new. Yeah, no, I'm not putting on no fucking necktie. God damn it, half my clothes don't even fit me no more, especially after COVID. That was with my mom half of COVID. I didn't put on good weight. I was eating great. But uh, it's it's that all right, well, what can you do to make yourself feel new? Yeah. Like mm-hmm. literally like the depression and like the depression hit me so hard to where it's like, man, like literally going to the bathroom to brush my teeth felt like such a hard ass chore. I hated it. Mm-hmm. But for you, Nah, getting myself ready, putting on that necktie. That helped me. But damn, maybe I just, I will fuck it. Let me not look at brushing my teeth as a chore and look at my brushing my teeth as a benefit. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, An that's opportunity. small testimony. Yeah. You know what I mean? But if, if nobody hears that in between, all they hear is, well, pick yourself up, man. You got to keep going. Mm-hmm. They didn't, what you just told them, that was day. That was day twenty three. Mm-hmm. I got to get myself ready. 
I think a lot of it from for me was when I was going through stuff with like my dad, I think how I dealt with a lot of that stuff was like I would do things that I know he would like mm-hmm. that brought some type of happiness and peace. So like I would find myself like buying some of his favorite meals, right? Like and eating them and eating, right? And it's like, you know, like he's with me. Right. Um, his favorite desserts, things like that. Like I would I would find myself driving around even some of the same road like routes that he did that he took to certain supermarkets and certain places and you know, it's kind of just to turn not not to deter from the tragedy, but also just a different outlook of it, right? It would just bring me good memories, like good things, just good things. I was like, man, like this, it made me actually feel good. It didn't take away from from the sadness, but it was just like, man, like this is dope. I even like grew my hair out. Like so I remember back in the like, day he had a fro, I would, I would grow my little fro out. Like it just do little things in homage, right? That made me feel closer. You know, I know he passed, like he he would wear some of, I would wear one of his jackets. I would wear one of his ties or whatever the case is, right? Like I would just do things that I was like, yeah, like I feel, I feel like he's with me in a positive way, right? I knew I was grieving, right? But I just changed a lot of the, my perspectives on a lot of just different things. And like, you, you cry, you, you question God. I went through that a lot. I cried like, question god angry at god i you know there's no secret i separated like i separated myself from god for a while i was like hey man i, I, I don't hear right but don't but that was my process that was the way i was thinking about things that was my day 10 day 20 day 60 like separating myself from god and some people say well how could you do that well like everybody grieves differently right and they react differently um i was angry Right. But then I started to do certain things that brought me peace when it came to him. Um, And I think that in itself did help me out a lot during those processes. But there was a lot of stumbling blocks. Grief, grief is different. Um, And people grieve differently. Um, But for me, a lot of it was, you know, aside from getting up and getting out was just doing things to pay homage and doing things that made me feel closer. And I, I leaned into my feelings. I think that was the other thing. I leaned completely in to what I was feeling. Um, and I said, man, eating this uh, Hershey Sunday pie right here was one of my dad's favorites from Burger King. You know what I'm saying? But like me going to Burger King, getting that made me feel like, man, emotional, but like, man, like this one's for you. You know what I'm saying? And I think, you know, that's some of the ways that I kind of uh, dealt with, you know, my grief and reading this incredible book called um, It's Okay That You're that you're Not Okay. That's one of the best books I've ever read on grief. And I always recommend that, especially when you're dealing with death and things like that. That was an amazing book. Um, and I put a lot of those things into action myself. Um, so, you know, I, I just did, a, you know, just those few, just, just those few things, man. And, and didn't take away the grief, but it helped. Amen. Yeah. Nah, that's, that's definitely huge, there, man. And I, I, uh, please text me the name of that book because um, 
So I got an entire family of people who need it. Um, I mean, literally throughout the, the, the biggest losses of my life this year, grandmother, Terrence, I remember you blowing up my phone. <laughs> I, I just didn't have it in me to pick up. And then when you was like, bro, I heard I wanted to be there. Like, what's up? It was like, damn, my bad, bro. Like, I was in my own bubble, you know, mm-hmm. uh, that, 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 that latest gut punch, you know, my cousin mm-hmm. called Jamal, like, yo, listen, this is happening tomorrow, man, but I need a singer. Dropped everything and showed up, say, yo, I have to be at a rehearsal, but I'm there. Showed up. And I'm sitting here like, my man showed up like Kobe in the fourth quarter. <laughs> Like, my man ain't need a bottle of water or nothing. I was like, well, damn, mm. all right, say it less. But even through what you just said, man, that, and this is what I talk about when it comes to that in-between, when we're sharing these testimonies with other people, it has to be deeper than the surface of, nah, man, you got to pull through. You got this. Because even what you say and what you just said, like, I've literally just started to learn within the past 10 days a different level of grieving because I've been grieving this entire year mm-hmm. I've been grieving and definitely when it comes to my cousin my, my grandmother loved life I'm talking like man I'll make a movie about this shit my grandmama lived life you know what I mean but when it comes to my cousin only 22 years old mm-hmm. whole life ahead of her this that and the third or whatever shit hurt Hurt so so bad. Mm-hmm. I'm moving to Georgia in like four weeks. She's the biggest reason for it mm-hmm. because she knew when I went, she was coming with me, and I'm sitting here pump faking on this opportunity. It's like, well, fuck it. I, it's no reason to pump fake. Mm-hmm. But she was here. She it'd be no pump faking. Mm-hmm. But I had to learn this level of grief to where it's like I had to learn to appreciate it and love it. I had to learn that, yeah, this is literally all, just all the unexpressed love. Mm. No matter how many times I told her I love her, the mm. same way I text y'all every day, I text her every day. I said a lot more of her text messages, you know what I'm saying? But I still love y'all. <laughs> <laughs> but I've had to learn how to love the grief because, like I said, I could never, I, I can't imagine the level of grief that you two have experienced because thank God I haven't gotten there yet. The only thing I can, the, the only thing that I've, that, that I have remotely close is my cousin because we were so close and because, yeah. It's it's mm. it, like I've I've had to learn to just yeah it's 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 unexpressed love. No matter how many times I said I loved you, it still wasn't enough. Mm. And man, I still remember all these good times so much, and I wish they were still here. Mm. And I remember I was and and Terrence, you were just talking about how angry you were at God, and like, and I remember that time. I remember that time because I remember like you and I talking and, you know, of course, I'm all about fellowship. I'm a fellowship, mm-hmm. my ass off. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. And you were just so defensive toward it. Mm-hmm. And when my cousin passed, I did the exact same thing. I was, I can screenshot a Facebook post I put up and send it to y'all. Where like I legit called God a liar. It's like, man, they say you never wrong, but you'd have made you'd have made some mistakes. You fucked up this time. I genuinely, in my heart of hearts, believed it, and I'd be mm-hmm. lying if I said I still didn't believe it. Mm-hmm. But I'd also be lying if I said I didn't understand the purpose. She did what she was supposed to do, and at the same time. I selfishly want her back. I can't imagine the level of grief that you two are are going through. But by you sharing that small bit of the in-between, it helped me a lot because it, it just showed me that I'm not alone in what I'm feeling. Even if not on the same magnitude. And that's why the testimonies of the in-between is so important and integral. Like, it's needed. It's needed. The three of us are all leaders in our own right. How do we lead without giving the people the actual tools? How can I teach you how to build a house without teaching you how to use the hammer? Hey, listen, if this shit starts to rust, grab a bottle of Coca-Cola. I know you drink this shit, but it's going to get that rust off. You can still use it. You get what I mean? Mm -hmm. The in-between is so important. So important. And literally by the two of you sharing testimonies of the in-between, me just sitting here listening to them, as a part of this discussion, it's impacted me. Imagine what it could do for someone else. Imagine what it could do for the person who doesn't truly know y'all. Who doesn't know, yeah, I know the, I know the time where both of y'all said fuck the boss and quit. I, I was there for both of them. Imagine that person who wasn't there for those things but can still be impacted by you're in between. Mm-hmm. In between. The in between. I'm gonna write a book called The In Between one day, but yeah. I don't know. I don't know how famous people do it. I don't because they damn sure ain't writing their own books. I'm sure they got somebody else writing it for them. And I may just wait till I get to that point because I, <laughs> I don't. I don't really have it in me <laughs> to just sit behind a goddamn computer that long. It's crazy. Um, but listen, I do appreciate this conversation. Um, it's crazy. I think we think this has been about three hours already. Um, I think it's been as long as a Marvel movie at this point. And, uh, Avatar. Yeah. (laughs) Um, and they're releasing the second one. I think it was, um, super impactful. I mean, you know, we kind of went off, not went off, but the conversation went where it was supposed to go, um, started off on relationships and, um, you know, and, and, uh, and it ended on relationships. Yep. Mm-hmm. And I'm really appreciative to you both, um, for coming on this show, uh, for having this conversation. Um, 
I think it's a, it was a much needed conversation. Um, it definitely, is. definitely yeah. was. And I appreciate, and I'm very appreciative of y'all time. Tell Jessica I apologize. Uh, you know what I'm saying, and get you, we gonna get you up out of here. You know what I'm saying. Yeah. <laughs> Tell Jessica I said you're, you're. <laughs> but yo, no, nah, def- I definitely appreciate. And I appreciate you guys too. I definitely. Um, I don't do usually like podcasts and stuff like that because I feel like I'm not worthy yet to do it. And so I always tell people like, you know, they ask me to do stuff. I'm like, no, I'm cool. I'm not going to do it right now. You know, whatever. (laughs) But definitely like, you know, I knew that anything Terrence had going on, you know, I'm supporting it 110 percent. Appreciate. So I appreciate, you know, us having this conversation, um, us fellowship and and really, again, you know, brothers that have love for each other sharing different opinions sharing opinions the same ones um this is needed right here because a lot of times again this does not happen a lot you know we don't like being vulnerable in front of each other you know how we were talking about earlier black people you know we don't trust each other so it's like we need to do stuff like this to start breaking down that stereotype is we are able to have genuine relationships with each other we are able to connect and there's nothing else to it other than just genuine love and wanting to better ourselves and to help other people too in the process. So I really thank you Terrence for like extending us this platform to even have this conversation and keep moving with this platform, brother, because you know, it's again, like I was saying about doing the work, it's one day at a time, man. It's one day at a time. And you will look back at all this stuff you've done and man, like the gospel song says, how I got over it. So, yeah, man. <laughs> yeah, man. But for real, bro, from the bottom of my heart, I appreciate both of you guys. Um, and everybody out there in Instagram land and whatever land, check me out at underscore J-A-M-A-A-L-W. I give you, I'm going to be giving you a bunch of updates on a bunch of cool new stuff I'm doing. Um, and, yeah. I, You're I doing a lot of cool right shit, now. bro. A lot of, yeah. a lot of cool things. I appreciate it, man. And you know, again, bro, it's 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 not me at all. It's not me at all. And I just, you know, I thank you guys for you know us having this conversation. For sure. Yeah, no, this this was definitely a phenomenal conversation. I mean, I think we all had a, a perspective of what the conversation would be like regarding relationships and Mm -hmm. we ended up talking about relationships in so many different facets of it Mm -hmm. and i'm extremely grateful for it like i i I look forward to the people who listen to this and the people who reach out to you and tell you how it impacted them you Mm -hmm. know what i mean because i mean given even myself just as a part of the conversation man it, it, it it was impactful for me you know what I mean? And I mean, Gavin, you don't hit three hours for nothing. You know what I mean? Nah, at some point, the middle, you know what I mean? Like at some point, if, if there wasn't gems being dropped, gold being shared, mm-hmm. it, hey, well, you know, uh, wrap we, it up. You know, we got to, we got to pay the sponsors. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> wrap it up. <laughs> but yeah, like this, this was absolutely amazing. And man, I think and love the both of you to to no extent to infinity and beyond uh no pun intended but um yeah man i, I i'm looking forward to seeing the both of y'all in person man and 
not talking about this, but just talking. Yeah. Because literally that's what happened today. We just talked. You you T, you probably for three hours you probably threw three questions out there. <laughs> but we just talked. Yeah. You know, and it, and this and this is beautiful. This is beautiful. This was yeah. an absolutely beautiful experience and I look forward to seeing the people who listen to this and who are hearing about them, rather. Most definitely. I love y'all, man, because, man, we when, whenever we talk, we definitely we drop a lot of gems, but then we learn something from, from, from each other, too. And I think that's, that's, yeah, the, most definitely. that's the best part is just to get different perspectives and learn, you know what I'm saying, and not be too prideful, you know, it's your egos and stuff like that, to learn from each other, you know what I'm saying? But I learned from y'all. And I appreciate y'all, man. I know everybody's gonna get a lot from them. So everybody follow them on on, on Instagram and 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 uh, everything. Yeah. You know, I'm, all I'm social be, media. I'm gonna be sure. I'm gonna be sure not to share this with my parents because I definitely roasted both my stepdad and my actual dad. <laughs> in the so I'll make sure that they don't see this at all. Good luck, because it's what going out everywhere soon. Probably in September. Just letting you know. But uh, nevertheless. <laughs> <laughs> appreciate y'all and I thank y'all for you, everybody for tuning in alright thank you next man. time Peace. Yo, thank you man love y'all man love y'all brothers